for Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the ah, radio voice my name of is. Kutztown University, KUR. It is Mitchell Smedley sitting to my left. I am yeah. Jack Heim. We are back once again post-Thanksgiving break edition of Heavy Hitters here on this wonderful Monday afternoon. Thanksgiving football occurred. Everyone, well, not I'm not going to say everyone, but uh, most went home to spend time with their family for the holidays, uh, for the holiday, I should say. Only one. Only one. But uh, we got Christmas coming up, so it is the holiday season. the holiday season. appetizer. Yeah, the holiday appetizer for the holiday season. It's so, the holiday season. The holiday season. Oh, oh, they do. A decorate <laughs> dog. I don't forget to hang up your sock, because Heavy Hitters is back on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay. Well, with Mitch's singing, it wouldn't be an episode of Heavy Hitters without Mitch. Have to, dude. Breaking out into some tunes. But, you know what? Mitch, we do have things to talk about today. We do. Not really a whole lot on the MLB side of things. No, Continuing that up stove is just kind of just, warm. But, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's quiet. Not really bubbling. It's quiet. Yeah. Justin Verlander, however, is meeting with the Dodgers today. Yeah. The Mets, Yankees, and Astros are all other suitors for Mr. Verlander. But, uh, yeah. MLB oh. is, uh, what? Oh. Uh-oh. There actually is news. Uh-oh. Astros are oh. finalizing a deal Gross. with Jose Abreu, bringing oh. him over from the White Sox as wow. a free agent. Okay. He was rumored heavily to go to San Diego. That never really happened, but he's going to H-Town. Houston gets Jose Abreu. stronger Abreu. than a hurricane. Yes. For miles around, the best, the best of the best, best go there to put their tough, tough to, to the, the test. test. Give it all for broke, or give it all for gold, or go home broke. Oh, man. Yeah. Welcome to the show. No. Welcome to the home of the world's biggest rodeo. Well, speaking of welcome to the show, Mitch, we'll hear it in a little bit, but you can catch Redneck Rush Hour on Fridays at 5. Because <laughs> that is... I didn't even plug it. Party interest. I didn't even plug it this time. Well, time. I pre-recorded the last couple of weeks to you on Redneck. You did, so and it was hopefully fun. you'll be back again. It was a uh, rowdy time, but it was fun, Has as been. always. I got some new music to play. I, uh, I fell into a Rascal Flats like, obsession over the break. So expect to be hearing some Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats. Yeah. What a man. He's got that twang. It's Three just... guys. It's a trio. Yeah. yeah. Every time I say the word twang now, I just can't stop twang. thinking of the Key and Peele skit. Twang. The country music one. <laughs> <laughs> it has that southern twang to it. Yeah, it has that southern twang to it. Yes, no, but that but... doesn't mean it isn't. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going gonna to move on. I'm we trying, are to, move I'm on. trying to keep it calm because I was out late last night. I was yelling. Jack knows. <laughs> I was at the Eagles game, right? So I'm trying to keep it a calm Monday. And, uh, Woke up at 6.30 in the morning and uh, took a fat nap on the KUR couch out in the lobby. There you go. And, uh, yeah, that was about 25-ish minutes. You know what the worst thing is? You know what the Quick tragedy power is nap. here? The tragedy is I set my alarm for 11. Yeah. And uh, Josh Toot and Abby Riggs woke me up at 10.57. Didn't even get the joy of the alarm. Oh, man. You hate to see it. Yeah. So if I'm grumpy today, if this show goes off the rails, I, I as usual, be bl- will be blaming Josh, even though he's <laughs> awesome. His Cowboys won this week. They did. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, other MOB tidbits real quick, however. Uh, Rangers have been reported by Ken Rosenthal to p- appear to be shifting a little bit away from the DeGrom sweepstakes. Please get him. They feel like it's more realistic for them to get either Rodon or Senga. Um, and maybe uh, they have also felt that uh, the rumblings, I should say, are that they are kind of outsiders for the Verlander uh, situation as well for the, his sweepstakes. So they're kind of more setting their sights on Rodon and Senga uh, to upgrade their starting rotation. Uh, however, you know, it's looking like the Grom back to the Mets could be more of a reality. It was looking like, you know, he was going to be gone, he was going to leave, and now as the weeks and days go on, uh, him back to the Mets kind of is an ever-growing reality here. 
his market is a lot less robust than first thought, and that's you know surprising for a pitcher who's pronounced the best in the game, and he is when he's fully healthy, but that's obviously going to play a part into it. A 34-year-old pitcher who's dealt with some significant health uh, factors and injuries, various injuries, I should say, over the past couple of seasons. But, um, yeah, I think he might be uh, staying in the big, uh, you know, in the Big Apple with New York. What do you think of that? It's unfortunate. I mean, it, it is what it is. He's terrible now anyways. So. Okay. <laughs> now, just once he gets healthy, he'll be a force. But, uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I wanted Texas to get him uh, get him out of the NL East. AL, no, NL East. NL East, yes. I'm confusing all of my sports. I, I was about to call it the NFC East. It's okay. At least I didn't call it the Metropolitan Division. Yes, that's true. <laughs> But um, how about the Rangers? Yeah, man, beating up on the Flyers the other night. Yeah, Rangers also blew a three nothing lead to the Oilers the other day, so that was good to my delight. But um, getting back into it, yeah, um, not much else in the MLB market. Uh, Nimmo was heavily re- in terms of Met stuff for me, but uh, Nimmo was, you know, reported to go to the Rockies. They were talking there. I don't know if that's completely falling apart, but the talks have really died down. I don't know. This market's weird this year. Not a lot of actions going on, but I feel like once one domino falls, we're going to see a bunch more. Uh, come immediately after. So it's really, you know, what big-name guy gets the market going and gets off the board first? Because also, you know, that kind of gives you the advantage as the player in terms of being the first guy off the boards because you really dictate what the market's going to be the rest of the way. Yeah, otherwise teams are locked in. Well, this guy, you know, he's you know, he, oh, this, he so. over there. He signed for, you know, this. and I'm, we're, we're, we're just not, gonna... not looking at your, your price tag here, you know. It's not what the market says. Yeah, the market is uh, playing this way, and we're going to play to the market. We're not going to play to the player. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of just how the industry stuff goes like that. Um, any Phillies tidbits you got? Um. Bryce Harper getting the Tommy John surgery. Yes, he will be out for half of next season. Half of the season. That's really unfortunate. Unfortunate loss. Yeah, man. That sucks. It's, it's tough. It really sucks. You really hate to see it, you know, considering he missed half of this year for, you know, he was out. Well, I wouldn't say half, but it was a good chunk of time. Two like months. June to early August? Two months, and he wasn't even healthy all throughout September. He was still working his way back. Exactly. In effect, he missed half the season. Yeah, Exactly. So, so this this really sucks. Generational talent, um, right in the middle of this contract, and kind of in the uh, prime of his career. Very much in the prime of his career. So the prime Bryce Harper. We were just seeing it on display in October. Um, you know, really just uh, get well soon, um, as soon as he can. I I saw when articles first started coming out about it, it looked like maybe he was saying maybe like mid May, late May. But uh, I think the team has said by the All Star break they hope to have him. So that's July. Yeah. Maybe my birthday present will be a healthy Bryce Harper. Hey, that would be good for you, buddy. I don't want to have to wait that long, man. I, I was know. so excited. You know, I don't know why they NL waited so long after the season, though. I, I don't get it. But I, why they waited almost makes a, a month? Of a week or two, you know? Yeah, I guess. That's true. You don't want to rush the surgery and things like that. No, you don't wrong, want to rush the so. decision. Exactly. It is in the player's hands, after all. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I was just so excited to see this lineup full force just start tanking people, you know what I mean? Uh, in the early months. But. Look, it took them a little while to get clicking uh, this year. Probably going to be a similar thing, and um, you know they won't be, you know, in the lead. I assume in the division at that point. We'll see how it goes though. This lineup's still nothing to slouch at. Kyle Schwarber's going to have to carry the team once again. And I'll say it again: if Nick Castellanos can get healthy, it's like having a piece of that Bryce Harper out in right field. So, not defensively, but um, no, but uh, offensively. Well, maybe defensively if he plays like he did in the playoffs. Yeah. Look. Well, <laughs> the problem is he said he can't lock in in the regular season. Did you hear about that quote? I did not. They said, "Why? What, what improved your defense so much?" And he goes, "You know, I just feel like um, for for everybody, it's hard to focus each and every day. Uh, just coming out here doing one one sixty two, but uh, here I'm actually, you know, locked into every pitch." 
I I'm feel like that. you just can't say that. Like I feel that. like that's not a good look at all. That is that's terrible. Not right. That is so bad. I can't believe it wasn't a bigger story because he basically no. said he's not focusing in the yeah. regular season. Yeah, I I did not even hear about that. Not a peep. It's crazy. It's uh, I was losing my mind over here. Yeah, that's uh, as a fan, I'd be a little irate about that too. Yeah, and it just if nothing else, Nick Castellanos gives you a sound like I come here to hit baseballs. Uh, no, I lo- I lost my hearing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just hard to focus. You know, <laughs> he's a guy. Yeah, soundbite producer, just a walking soundbite, Mr. Nick Castellanos. I just want to go through like a day in his life and just see how he talks to people. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. I feel like he's not one to just be rude, but it would come off. I think as like, what do you mean, dude? Like, why are you saying that? You know, just all throughout the day. Precisely. Yeah, I, I just want my coffee. You know, like he would just be that guy. Just want my coffee, man. Yeah. But uh, like me with my food today. Just give me my food. Cafe. I just wanted my food. I just wanted. I, my I food. think it is fantastic how welcoming Kutztown is. But honestly, at this moment, when my stomach is growling, I don't care about yeah, I the welcoming just want my food. nature. I just want to eat. Yeah, understandably so. But we, uh, the, we do have a notebook. We do have a notebook. Wow, it's look, a great we would have missed it. Thank you, Mitch. Dude. No, look, this it's is the why first they show. pay me the big bucks. It's they no, that's not true. We <laughs> no do not get paid for anything. this. This is a volunteer-based radio station. Um, but I pay myself in compliments. We do have a message from the KU notebook. Just getting back into the swing of things here after our break. Attention, KU students. Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty and student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skill set to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC and look under Grants and Sponsored Projects. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. We are back here on Heavy Hitters. Rolling on on this Monday afternoon. Mitch, um, not buddy. really much I got else on MLB. It's not been a really dead market. Anything in Just announced market. the breaking news of Abreu going to Houston. That's a pretty big signing. Uh, he's an impact bat. Guy can hit for power. Also get on base. And, uh, yeah, he does a lot of things well. I mean, he isn't the best defensively, but he brings a high-quality bat to that lineup. And they're adding to what they already have uh, among the firepower, firepower Excuse me, uh, down in Houston. Great signing. I, excuse me. I think it's going to be a good fit. But um, interesting to see how that will, will go. Which position is he? He's first base, but he can also DH. First, okay. All right. So I think he'll kind of be going back and forth. Yeah. Little platoon there at first base. Him and uh, who's that guy? Guriel. Guriel. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. All right, we're not going to spend too much time else uh, wasting on baseball. We got to move on here. Uh, we're going to briefly touch on the World Cup before we go to football Ooh. because you know it is a From relevant one thing. Football to another. Yes, absolutely. It's called well, soccer, folks, and we proved that against England. Yes, we did. That was fun, man. I watched that game. It was. You know, the fans were getting into it. It was a little chippy. I didn't get to watch it because I was having lunch with some friends I hadn't seen since but, uh, uh, school started. So. Yeah, man. Going back home, catching up with some friends. Had so to, man. But uh, we got to take a look at the you know the first two groups. Today is the last day of the second, uh, I would say, round of st- uh, group stage games before the third. You play each opponent in your group once, uh, and then you move on. But, uh, yeah, so far it's looking like, you know, 
U.S. is holding their own. Yeah, U.S. is holding their own, but they do have to beat Iran to get on to the next round uh, to get to the you know round of 16. We'll we got it. We should be able to. It's a matchup that we can certainly take care of business in. But, uh, you know, that tie, against, that draw against Wales really hurts now. Because if we would have beat Wales, that means, oh, we would be pretty much a lock to move on. Yeah, it's, you know, we had the lead. Had the lead, and then late, that botched call on the throw-in that led to the penalty. Yep. I led the Wales getting possession, then Gareth Bale nets the penalty, man. It's, it's, it's it tough. Sucks. It sucks. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but, you know, you got to be able to move on. We're going to quickly go group by group. Uh, you know, we're not going to we're not going to announce every standings, but we're just going to go to the top two and see what intrigue there can be. Uh, group A, Netherlands and Ecuador holding it down, both at the top, uh, tied with four points, and both at a plus-two goal differential, so they're right there, both with one win and one draw. Senegal on their tails with a win against Qatar. Senegal, without their top player, Sadio Mane, by the way, plays for uh, Bayern Munich, uh, was a Liverpool player over in England for quite some time uh, in the Premier League, but moved over to Bayern in a pretty big signing. Uh, last, uh, you know, I forget what exactly. It's not called like free agency. It's just called like a, a signing period. I think the signing window. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, I'm not going to pretend it. Now. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know you're not a soccer. Sport. But yeah. uh, Senegal, they're right there. They're fighting, only a point behind, uh, and they will play. I believe they will play Ecuador next. So mm. Senegal will play Ecuador, and they will have to be able to find a way to win to move on. Because uh, a draw will not be able to do the job. So that's interesting there. Group B, England leads with Iran at second. Uh, USA is in third with two draws. So they have to win to move on uh, to the group of six, uh, to the round of 16, I should say. But um, interesting, interesting happenings there. Uh, the U.S. has put themselves in a good spot right now. Uh, they've been competitive the first two games. Played played some pretty good soccer. Not not football, soccer. Uh, that's, what it's, what it's called. That's what it's called. called what it is here. Uh, but yes. You know, <laughs> it is soccer. Yeah. Two games, two draws. They just need to be able to do enough to get over the hump, get a win, and they move on. So interesting there. And there, yes, there is another way we can get in. Uh, it's not only if we win, we're in. But it's like a draw, England loss. Yeah, if England beats Wales and we can draw against Iran, I think we could still get in. Oh no, no, no. I no, feel no, like no. Wales would need to beat England, right? Yeah, because England's ahead of us. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's not right because Iran's a point ahead of us. They have three. We have two. If we draw, we both get one, so they'd be at four and we'd be at three. Hmm. So we, we have to win. But okay. I know there is I, – I thought I saw some other situation, but I think it all revolves around us winning because if we draw – How many points does England have? Four. How do they have four? They, they beat Iran six to two. Oh. Yeah, in the first game. So That gives you more points if you win by more? No, you get three points for a win, one oh, point for a draw. three for a win. Oh, I thought it was two. Like yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right, I'm foolish. So, yeah, we need two. And win. they have a plus four goal differential. So England's pretty much a lock to go on because yeah. they play Wales and they should beat Wales. So yeah. it's just about who can take that second spot. Group C, Poland's playing pretty well. Uh, they drew against Mexico to start and they beat Saudi Arabia 2-0 after Saudi Arabia stunned Argentina. How about they had a little that? bit of a fall from grace. But Argentina with a late win over Mexico has put themselves in second. Went up 2-0. Messi scored along with Fernandez. By the way, there are rumors that Lionel Messi might be coming to the MLS. Hmm. Enter Miami. Wow. Yeah. Would be joining uh, Gareth Bale there. No way. So, uh, two. I thought uh, I thought he was going to go to Saudi Arabia. No, that's Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo got okay. let go by Man United. Uh, there have been rumors of a Saudi Arabian club, I forget the exact name, trying to give Ronaldo a huge payday to come over there yep. uh, and play some of the final years of his soccer career uh, in Saudi. So, that should be interesting to monitor. Quickly, before we move to break, France locking it down in Group D. They have two wins in their first two games. 
Uh, they beat Denmark 2-1 to and Australia 4-1, to so they are guaranteed to move on. doesn't matter how the result of their third and final game goes. Australia, though, did beat Tunisia. Is it is it Tunisia or Tunisia? I have no idea how to say that nation. How do you spell I feel it? Like. T-U-N-I-S-I-A. Uh, I, I've always said it Tunisia, but maybe it's Tunisia. I don't know. I have, I didn't even know that existed before so, right now. Yeah. I, not I mean, look, I probably sound uh, really uneducated right about now, and I was about to say educated like I'm Canadian. but um, Uneducated. Yeah, uneducated. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, it doesn't much matter for me right now. I think Denmark. I know where that is. Denmark is a team Denmark, I, I liked as Denmark a sleeper. Is. But, uh, yeah, they've kind of been lackluster the first two games. I think they, they still have to play Australia, so that would be huge. That's a huge game because if Denmark wins, they move on. Uh, if Australia just draws, though, however, they will move on. So, mm. uh, okay. yeah. All right. So, interesting to monitor there. We do have to step aside. When we come back, we will wrap up our group, uh, our group stage discussion of the World Cup, uh, and then we'll move on to NFL talk uh, and plenty of that, uh, Thanksgiving games, Sunday games, uh, news tidbits, and all Things NFL will be coming up after our discussion about the World Cup on the flip side of this break right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Get your kids down. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters. We are making our way through World Cup discussion. We'll be talking NFL college football. Jalen Rager country. How about them? Ooh, TCU. Uh, TCU up uh, three, right? Number yep. three? I believe so. And they are undefeated 12-0. and Crazy. We so. will get to that. I was shocked when those rankings came out. Um, Jack probably wasn't because he's been following along, keeping track of it all season. But back to the World Cup. We're starting with uh, Group E. Yes, Group E. Spain leads the way right now. They're one and one with a plus seven goal differential. Ooh. Yeah, they beat down Costa Rica pretty bad, seven nothing to open. Uh, their their showing in Group E, so they should be good. Do they have a tie? Is they do. Okay, I they was tied say, I against. You said they were one and one. Yeah, they tied against Germany, one one. So Germany's on the break. Germany uh, has you know been. Historic power in soccer. Four World Cups. Uh, one as recent, I believe, as... Was it 2014? I think so. Germany, I believe they were 2014. Yes, 2014. They beat Argentina in Brazil. I was right. Look at that. I'm I, not even yeah, like an avid they, World uh, Cup supporter. I thought they beat them in, in South America. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that Olympics being on like the TV and stuff uh, when I was down the shore. Yeah. Which, by the way, I found that interesting that they were supposed to have it in the summer, but because of the Qatar heat, they mm-hmm. moved it to November. Yes. Um, my suggestion... To the folks over there at FIFA, if it's going to be too hot to play, don't pick this as the location where you do it. Yeah. There's other ways around this. Yeah, and there's other... There's other a whole th- host of issues with, yeah, with, with Qatar as location, the location, but, but we're not going to delve... We're not, I, this is one I can safely delve into on the radio. <laughs> Maybe don't do it in an equatorial location. Yeah, in a... Equatorial location. Ecuador... Yeah. I guess Ecuador is also an equatorial location, but yeah, I would do it, you know, somewhere a little cooler in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, don't don't pick somewhere that has very very hot. Uh, I would say, I don't know if I would say, would, it, would you say tropical or no? I think really. it's just desert. It gets up yeah. to 125 degrees. Yeah, it's scorching hot there. So uh, don't do that. I mean, whatever. Common sense has seemingly flown out the window for the FIFA folks. It's okay. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Is uh, it okay? You know? I, mean, I, it is, I wouldn't say it's okay. It but definitely is what it is. I don't know if that is okay. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I don't know why I said it's okay. But um, nonetheless, we got to delve. Group F. Yeah, Group F. Oh, final thoughts on Group B real quick. Japan and Costa Rica. Uh, you know, Japan has the slight edge uh, for that second spot. They will play each other. No, 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 they won't. Japan will play... Will play Spain and Germany will play Costa Rica. 
So Germany, you know, they're in the basement right now. Oh, one and one, no wins, one loss, uh, one draw, one loss. And uh, but with a win, no way to climb out of it. With a win over Costa Rica, and a Japan loss could put Germany back in. Mm. So interesting happenings there. Group F, Croatia leads the way right now. They were in the World Cup final in 2018, fell to France. So uh, they're trying to get back there. Where is Croatia? It's is that uh, European. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's. I think it's Eastern. Sounds like it's Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a smaller nation. I think. It sounds like a Baltic state. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but for Croatia, they do lead Group F right now uh, at the top, one and one. And Morocco, right there too. Uh, they're in second right now uh, with a plus two goal differential with four points. So Morocco right now would move on. Surprisingly, Belgium sits out right now. They beat Canada two to one. But lost to Morocco to nothing. No Canada. And in the FIFA in rankings, the next round. Yes, and in the FIFA <laughs> rankings, Belgium's number two. So they're they are wow. one of the best. Te- they're one of the best teams in in the, the world. world. Yeah, I mean Morocco's twenty second. I mean they're not horrible, but they're not great. But yeah, I mean Croatia number twelve. I mean these rankings do aren't the say all you know end all be all, but uh, yeah, they are a good you know looking point if you're not a. Soccer, you know, hardcore fan is what I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not a soccer hardcore fan either, but, uh, you know, I do follow it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, interesting group F, certainly an intriguing group. Brazil took care of business today. They beat Switzerland 1-0. Casemiro had a beautiful goal in the 83rd minute uh, to get Brazil their second win. And they are without Neymar for the group stage. Hurt his ankle. It looked, you know, quite bruised in that photo that surfaced on Twitter. Yep. So, um yeah, but it doesn't much matter for right now because Brazil uh, is guaranteed to be moving on to the round of 16. Uh, the odds on favor to win the World Cup yet again. They lead every nation with five uh, World Cups, looking for their sixth and their first since 2002. Um, you know, they have a loaded team. You know, so many great players. Vinicius from Real Madrid, Richarlison, who plays, uh, he was with Everton, uh, but I think he moved. I forget where. Uh, they have so many great players. Casemiro is another great one, for example. They have so many phenomenal players, does this Brazilian team, and they have every right to be the odds-on favorite. Yep. Uh, however, with the loss, Switzerland still sits in second with three. Uh, Cameroon and Serbia are in third and fourth in that group. And in Group H, the final group, Portugal, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's home country, they sit on top right now. They're playing Uruguay as it stands right now. Ghana upset South Korea, so Ghana sits in second right now. Uh, would be another African nation to move on. Uh, it's kind of surprising how well you know these teams are playing, like Senegal and Ghana. They're playing quite well. And is have Senegal them, an African nation? I believe it is. Okay, I don't. I don't know where that one is. I, I could th- be for wrong. For some reason, I thought it was like Middle East. But uh, maybe it is Middle East. I don't, I don't know. know. Anything, I'm not dude. up to date on that. <laughs> the geography of that region, even though I'm taking a world regional geography class. Yikes. We don't talk about. But we, that. yeah, we don't. We don't need to talk about that. No, no, not at all. Um, but yes, Ghana sits in second. Uh, right now, Uruguay and Portugal are tied uh, at zero, nil-nil, uh, as some say. But uh, twenty eighth <laughs> minute, zero zero. Yeah, we say zero zero. We say it is zero zero in that soccer game. Yeah, nothing, so, nothing. Twenty ninth minute is still scoreless, but Portugal is holding quite the control of this game with seventy five percent possession. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. What's so. the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? The Bears. The Bears. Yeah. <laughs> so already five total shots for Portugal. As they look to move on, they are another very solid team yeah. uh, in the top 10 of the FIFA rankings. So I'm going to catch a lot of hate for this, but, um, Jack, I, I think soccer is a dumb sport. Ah. On the see, pro level. See, you want to say that, like, I don't think many people would be offended in this country. 
Right. I'm saying on a world stage. As, yeah, as if this is being broadcast around the world. I mean, it yeah. is technically. I mean, yeah, if technically you download do, an app like yeah, TuneIn or MyTuner. We do have international from viewers. Senegal, wherever that may be. Or, or you know, if you go to the games in Qatar, um, you know, whatever. Listen to uh, the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Absolutely. Um, but I just, there's like 20 total shots between the U.S. and England in a 90-minute game. None of them go in. And this is what it's all about? This is... This is the premier sport of the world. I mean, I was just at the Eagles game last night. I mean, there were 70 points put up. And I get good defense. I get that. But, like, there's a certain point where you just have an incompetent offense. Like, you just have a game that isn't made for any sort of of scoring. I mean, seven is... Yeah. Like, we have an outlier there of, like, seven goals put up. And I I guess hockey's like that, too, where it's usually low scoring. But you don't usually see nothing, nothing, or 1-1 ties. I feel like there should be some way to break the tie. First of all, get some action going on. Guarantee these fans that are sitting there forever, you know, some action. But I don't know. I don't I just I'm not about the whole. I understand that. It's, you know, it does take a lot of patience and understanding of the game and the ins and outs. And it's a very strategic game. It's, you know... It's a unique game in the terms of it's hard to make in-game adjustments because there's never any timeouts. That's what I love or, about it, though. That's yeah. the great thing for soccer. No timeouts. There's no timeouts. Go, and that it's, takes an athletic weapon to absolutely just keep running up and down that field. Yeah, I know, absolutely. You know, I used to really halves. not like soccer, but I've gained a lot more respect for soccer players and I the way the game played. Absolutely. 100%. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it is... very. You have to be very opportunistic in soccer. If you have a, if you have a chance right in front, you got to cash in. Uh, the opportunities are not going to be, you know, coming in bunches or in a plethora. They're going to be very few and far between. And that's what, you know, it's it's an interesting aspect, but it's a game where, like I mentioned, it's strategic. You have to be so pinpoint precise with the passes you make and cycling it around and, you know, keeping the plays alive. And, you know, every sport's like that in its aspects. Yes. But in soccer, you know, you have to be, you know, send a perfect cross pass to get, a, you know, a header on goal or, you know, the perfect corner kick to get another header or just send it in and make, you know, these precision type plays. And, and I'm not saying it's not to take away from any other sport. You do have to make precision plays in every sport. But in soccer, it's just, you know, with the chances being so limited, you have to cash in at any chance you get right in front. And it's just like, you know, the, there's a reason why the crowd reactions of the players throw their hands in their heads when you miss a chance right in front, because you know, you're probably not going to get another opportunity in that game to score right in front. So it's I love how badly some of them miss it, too. Yeah, it's just the like they put it way, way over, into yeah, the crowd. Yeah, they put it way over the bar, and they're like, oh, they put their hands on their head. It's like, well, dude, you missed it by, like, 40 feet. It's like I would love if, like, more footballs could be thrown out of the back of the end zone into the crowd. You know, that'd be yeah. fun. And Jalen Hurts lofts it, and that's going to go 15 rows into the seats. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I wish you could keep it in football like you can in baseball. Yeah, man, that would be great. I but, mean, could you just walk in out with a football? I got the ball. I got the ball. Oh my goodness! Sounds like me watching the uh, Eagles Colts. We got the ball. <laughs> well, with what that a being crazy said, crazy game that was. That was nuts. That was that was bonkers. But with that being said, we will move on from our World Cup discussion. Uh, again, it's getting interesting. There's still a lot to be, you know, said. Really, only two teams have locked their place moving on, and that is France and Brazil. Uh, with you know, with two wins and six. England points. looks fairly locked. England in. looks fairly locked in as well. Uh, but Group A, there's still three teams vying for those two spots: Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal. You got England, who's pretty much locked in, but you got Iran. Uh, every every team's there. I mean, Wales with the win and an Iran loss could get in. Hmm. Oh no! How many points they got? One. Yeah, it would take a, take a lot. It would take a miracle. 
Well, because if they get a win over England, they would tie them with four. Uh, and then if Iran loses, they're yeah. still at three, and they it would come US down to a goal differential. Between goal differential between England and, and Wales. And England would have the advantage. So Wales Well, how much, much do done. they are they up right now? England is plus four, Wales is minus two. Right. So, so Wales has to win six. by seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Hey, hey. I mean anything possible. So you're telling me there's a chance. Wales has got to score seven on England. Yeah. See, maybe if soccer was more offensively oriented, we'd be having a different conversation. I mean, you can. It, it, there there's games where We've you seen do it have in this World Cup. Yeah, seven. I mean Spain, Costa Rica, seven nothing. Uh, you know, Cameroon and Serbia were a three-three game. Uh, we we've seen uh, you know some games of offense, but more times than not, it is usually like one nothing or two-one or it's. I wonder what the tiebreaker is if they both have a differential of four. So if if they Ooh, win by six, that know? would be great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would be if they win by six, great question tie there. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, moving on. You we will go, move uh, on. NFL. We will go to the NFL, and we got to start. We got to start with our Thanksgiving games, man. It yeah. was eventful. It was right down to the wire. Our first 100%. game was. Yeah, let me take fantastic. you on a journey there, buddy. To uh, did you watch this one? This first I did. One? Yeah, so out in Detroit, the second game of the Detroit Bills, and uh, it ended up being successful. But whoa, baby. It was a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, what was the final on this? I know it was a field goal. 28-25. 28-25. So the Bills end up defeating the Lions on a Tyler Bass game-winning field goal at the gun. Um, they did not need overtime, did they? No. No. So no, what happened not. was uh, Detroit ended up going up by three very late in this one. Uh, I believe about 13 seconds left, I want to say, give or take. Uh, 28 seconds? 23. 23. I they had, left, I had they the left Josh Allen. 23, 23 seconds. seconds. And, and he I, I, found Stefan Diggs, Jack. Like only like only uh, Mahomes and, and uh, Allen can, apparently. This is getting ridiculous. We're giving teams 23, 13 seconds, and they're going down leading game-tying drives. Uh, I was watching this heading out of my, my grandparents' house, and I'm just like, oh, the game's over. Okay. What? Yeah. No, <laughs> they tied it? I said at the time, I'm like, they left Josh Allen too much time. I knew the Bills were going to be able to go down the field and win that game. That's 23 seconds, and not though. And not just because it's Allen and Diggs. It's because it's the Lions. Yeah. Like, they find... They're like the Falcons that way. They just find ways to make... Oh, he really just brought in the Falcons. Late games. It's just like... Chris is going to start lighting up the should phone not happen. Look, he should light up the phone. Did you see the Falcons ending on Sunday? Uh, yesterday? <laughs> I mean, that was terrible. Oh, but um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a little we bit. We will get to it. But as for this one, I mean... Look, Stephon Diggs open over the middle of the field, about 30 yards downfield. How do you that do that? That shouldn't happen. How do you do that? Should not happen. That's where you need the Steve Gannon defense, where you just send everyone backwards and give them 10 yards. Yeah. But the problem is Gannon does that in the third quarter. You mean Jonathan Gannon? Did I say Steve Gannon? Yeah. John Gannon, yeah. 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 It's okay. That, wow. I didn't realize there's two Gannons. It's not a common name. Oh, by the way, uh, other breaking news about the Abreu deal. It is a three-year contract with Houston. Hmm. How much? So, they, they, I... That did not get posted yet. Okay. But. Well, you'll be on it. You're our breaking news guy here. So. I will. Thank you. Anyways, but yeah, so the Bills uh, stifled the uh, surging Lions. If they won that, that's four in a row. That would that, They would be- uh, Five and seven. In the consideration four, no. of the playoff picture. Yeah, it would have been five and six, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes, unfortunately now four and seven, it looks pretty grim uh, for the- Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions, who had put together some good football and played a good game here against one of the top teams in the uh, in the league. So, uh, do you think the Lions are starting to turn a corner, or do you think the Bills are really falling back down to earth? No, I think the I think it's 
the Lions are turning the corner here. And look, okay. Josh Allen played this game hurt. You could tell he yes. was not fully healthy when he was running late to try to scramble and get the field goal closer. He wasn't really, I mean, he was running. It looked, the way he was running is fine, but he got up gingerly, slow. I mean, he just looked fatigued. He looked tired. You could tell by, you know, on his facial expression, he looked like he was draining every last source of energy he could to get his team down the field and win the game. And that's exactly what you want out of your franchise quarterback, man. 100%. You want to give him your 100% every game in, in and out. I mean, the toughness from this guy. I mean, he is a... Josh Allen's an absolute specimen. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, he can bowl you over. He can hurdle you. He can throw it 70 yards downfield. I mean, this guy is a superhuman. He's a freak. I mean, the fact that this guy went to Wyoming for college and got this under the radar and the development he's <laughs> taken, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy, isn't it's it? It's incredible to see how far he's come. Yeah. And Josh Allen is a bona fide star in this league. I mean, it's not even a question. Wasn't even the first quarterback off the board. No, I think he was the fourth was or the fifth in his own draft yeah, class. He was, it, was, yeah. uh, it was Darnold. Baker. Baker. Baker went first, right? No, Josh Josh Rosen. Oh, man. No, no, no. It might have been. No, yeah. It might, Baker was one. Darnold was yeah, two. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Rosen, Rosen went was four. Four. Because uh, Saquon was the second. I think Allen was the fourth quarterback. I think. Or was it? Was Mahomes that year? No, 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 no. No, too early. Uh, 2018, right? Mahomes, I think, was. Tw- oh, yeah. That was the year of Mahomes. When was Trubisky drafted? So it was Baker, Darnold. Okay, Allen went before Rosen. Okay, oh, so he, he was did. the third. Oh, okay. He was the third quarterback. Wow. All right. So. I would I thought Rosen went over him. Look at that QB class though. I mean, you got Allen, Allen Lamar went in the first round that year. Lamar went yeah, to the Ravens. Um that was Why not am I, getting my I don't, years I don't think it was the same year as Mahomes. Yeah, though. I was going to say that didn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Yeah. So, but still, Allen and Lamar are the same year. Allen Lamar. Um, what? So when did Rosen go? Tenth, and he went to Arizona. Arizona. That's what I thought because they had to take Kyler the next. Uh, oh, Arizona. Years later. Yeah. Oh, Arizona. That's unfortunate. We'll get to them. That's really unfortunate. You know. We'll get to them. Final I don't thoughts. really want to get to them. Oh uh, yeah. No. No. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's good. He's feeling all right. I am feeling fine. But um, before we go to break here real quick, final thoughts. I also thoughts. definitely didn't bench James Conner in favor of Devontae Smith. Oh. It's oh. okay. Hey, I'll explain my situation. You live, you learn. Hey, no, I I'm, I was confident in my decision. I did what I had to do, and the Josh Jacobs insane touchdown changed what I would have done. But under the circumstances, I think I made the right move. All right. Well, with that being said, we will take our final break of our number one when we come back. Further going into our NFL discussion, moving along with our Thanksgiving games and then going into to Sunday's slate. Yeah, we'll talk about the Giants, uh, their performance against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. All of that, my rapid re- rapid and raw reactions from that game. Well, not really raw because it's days after, but nonetheless, my reactions for Giants-Cowboys and the Sunday night game between the Patriots and Vikings from Thanksgiving Coming your way next on the flip side of this break, right here on Heavy Eaters, on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack High, Mitchell Smedley. Yeah. Mitch, we're back on this Monday, man. It is great to be here with you, man. I hope you had a great break. Um, I had a pretty good break, I would say. Um, I was up and down. You know? Yeah, yeah, same here. I'm not a Thanksgiving guy. I hate it. But, um, you know. with that being said, we are back. 
two weeks left of classes and finals week, man. The semester is really getting close to the end here. Oh, don't worry, um, me. I am so backed up on work. Yeah, same here. Same here. Not good. I, yeah, same here, Not man. Good. I, I have a I procrastination issue. I need an intervention. This is a cry for help. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, buddy. I can't even. I can't even say that I'm not in the same boat because I am, man. It's like a mountain. It's like, it's yeah, let me getting... get back to that thing from September. Yeah, it's uh, like... Uh... Not even that thing, those, like, 20 things. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's it's, that's not even exaggeration, Jack. It's crazy. It's a problem. It is a problem. Well, you know what else is a problem? The, the Cowboys Giants. beating the Giants. <laughs> that was a problem. It started okay. It was fine. Walk us through the emotions. You it know, was... Was, was dinner ready in the first quarter, third quarter? When were we, we uh, in the, so uh, we ate in the in... Heim household? Okay, so we eat... It's more like a Thanksgiving lunch. Yeah. We yeah. eat it at around like 1.30-ish. Okay, so you were a Lions-Bills sort yeah. of eating deal. Um, All right, yeah. so are, so are the apple pies first... flowing? Not yet. No? We, we save... Okay, so what we usually do is Sorry. we eat the lunch. You're good. We eat the lunch <laughs> at like 1.30, then we come back, eat more, like the leftovers again, like make ourselves like a turkey sandwich or like just make, a, make ourselves another plate of food at around like 5.36-ish, then have dessert okay. around 7.30. Okay. Uh, ish, I would say this is a rough estimate in time. So we're looking at some halftime seconds and then a post game dessert. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So um, halftime seconds. How were we feeling? You know, look, we were we were feeling good at the half, man. It was thirteen yeah. seven. It was like we're there. Vibes we're in this are high. Game. Vibes are high. We're in this game, and then the third quarter happened, and the fourth quarter happened. Mm. Yeah, there's this thing called the second half, and that happened, and it went all Dallas's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 unanswered points, all tight ends, Schultz with two scores, Hender shot their third string tight end with a score. It was, uh, it was bad. Uh, it was bad, man. It was, uh, and then, you know, Richie James with the last second touchdown to make it look closer. Yeah. It, was, it was okay. I yeah, mean, okay. look, get swept by the Cowboys in the season series. That's a gut punch, man. Cause that I really sucks. don't like Dallas. Dallas fans. Annoying. Gross. Cowboys players. Annoying. I mean, Dak Prescott has himself as his phone lock screen. I mean, how? how? It's kind of. I do the same thing sometimes. No. Sometimes. No. Actually, have I? When's the last time I had me on my lock? How screen? arrogant do you have to be to put yourself as your lock Maybe screen? Yeah, I haven't. I want to show you my. Let's show Jack my lock screen here. Let's see it's here. Fun. My phone's talking to me, Jack. Your phone is talking to you, Mitchell. Yeah, let's unlock it. Get rid of the notifications. Right. All right. Ready? So it's just like swirly, whirly. Oh if yeah. I hold it. That looks cool. If I hold it, you know. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, now it just says Face ID. Oh, now it wanted. Okay, it wanted to look at me. It thought you were me, and it's like someone's breaking into your phone. <laughs> yeah, but I can I can toy with it like this. See? Oh yeah, I see that now. Yes, yeah, that, that looks cool. <laughs> but yeah, all right, that, that all right. was a complete tangent. But yeah, so my lock screen uh, moves and shimmies and shakes. Yes, mine is my lock screen. Um, jump, don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. <laughs> oh my god, die. What? Well, yes, that, no, 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 no. It, it's just funny, but I wasn't expecting that, so I just go, <laughs> uh. But getting back to it. Back to the Cowboys. Yeah, 28-20, look, three touchdowns to the Titans in the second half really dictated the, this game, told the story of it. Tony Pollard really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, you know, 60 yards on 18 carries, 3.3 a pop, that's not great. C.D. Lamb really did a good job taking control of this game with some big plays. Uh, six for 106. Crushing catches. Michael Gallup was a big first half guy. Look, the passing game is really, really where uh, things happen. I mean, we forced Prescott into a couple interceptions, but then things really didn't get up from there. Offense couldn't do much of anything in the second half. And uh, 
yeah, the second half went all Dallas's way. That's really what dictated this game. 2020 Dallas wins. They are 8 and 3. Gross. The Giants are 7 and 4. So Disgusting. both teams, you know, still right there in the playoff race. But uh, Giants are starting Giants to slip. Giants are a fading. Bit. Giants are fading. Look, doing their best New York Mets impression. Uh, look, if I'm going to be honest here, going into the season, I did not think the Giants would sniff the playoffs. No. Not with this roster. No, no one did. And look, the fact that we're doing as good as we are, I am still proud. And what Dable's doing, his first-year impact is incredible, and I really can't wait to see what happens when this team actually gets good. Didn't you tell me it doesn't matter about that? Uh, what? the Phillies? Because you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we're not going to win. Yeah. Who cares if you're proud? Well, and that's, not, that's different. I tried to be proud of the Phillies. That's different. No. How is it different? It's different. How? It's different. How is it different? Because Sir. who knows if Rob Thompson, he took over as an interim. And he got the job. And he caught lighting as a bottle. Let's see if he can do it again. Mm-hmm. Did you know he was going to retire after this year? Yes. Yeah. That and was the crazy. Giants caught lightning in a bottle for eight games, and now they suck. Well, let's see. They have time to turn it around. I'm just, why can't I be proud of my so close but so far team? Because, well, my team isn't so close. They were close to actually being good. Well, uh... <laughs> That that's way different than it's going not to the World Series and losing. Yes, yes it you're is. right. You're right. It is different because mine actually had success for me to be proud of. Yours had postseason success for you to be proud. Yeah, of. which means I should be even more prideful than you. But I'm not allowed to be apparently because you hate Philly. Yeah, I do. Moving on, I have it so much so. Minnesota and the Patriots showed down on Thursday Night Football on NBC. Well, Mac Jones actually looked good. That was surprising, shocking, right? Yeah, exactly. Kirk Cousins to me. in a primetime game looked good. I know. I mean, this is... Thanksgiving uh, miracle. I mean, yeah, really. Thanksgiving <laughs> miracle is what it is. I mean, these two guys on primetime looking good. That was crazy. Never would have thought that. Didn't think we'd get an entertaining game out No, of not at and all. it was a, uh, a fumble that changed the course of the game. No, a penalty. A uh, roughing the kicker penalty. Um, Minnesota was punting it back to New England. And uh, New England special teams making an error to a cost them the game. Crazy. Belichick's lost it. Uh, a, week <laughs> a, a week after their special teams wins then the yeah, game. And they give it back. And then they 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 lose them a chance at you getting possession in the game. Yeah, yeah, you blew it. So um Kirk Cousins, two ninety nine, three touchdowns. He finds Jefferson Thielen and Hawkinson, uh the new guy, getting yeah. into the end zone. Yeah. They're nine the and two. Look, I don't know how the Vikings are so weird. Like I don't know how to feel about them. It's just why? Why do you have to be so puzzling? I don't, I know they're nine and two and they're a good football team. Jack, it's twenty seventeen. But like, it's they're not a great football team. Watch out, it's twenty seventeen. No, we're it's party like twenty seventeen. Mitch, I think we need to stop living in the past year. It's no, dude. I'm sorry, but miracle runs out of the Eagles and Vikings to be one and two in the conference, respectively. Dude, by the way, I can't wait till next Sunday's matchup. What? Mike White and Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m.? Oh, man. It's like Brady and Manning. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But, dude, look at these parallels. I'll jump to this real quick because uh, we're talking about the Vikings. They're, they're the two seed. Eagles the one seed. If that holds, it'll be the same as 2017. Uh, and listen to this. Um, last night I went to the Eagles game against the Green Bay Packers, and we won to go to 10-1. 2017, I went to an Eagles game against the Chicago Bears. NFC North. Da Bears. Da Bears. The Eagles won and advanced their record to 10 and 1. I think. Maybe it was 11 1. It's okay. But it was, uh, I think it was 10 and 1, though, because then we went uh, 10 and 2 against the Seahawks. 11, 12, 13, 
I think, yeah, I think I got this right. I think I, uh, yeah, because Foles beat the Rams, Giants, and the Raiders, and that was 13 wins. So, yeah, we went to 10-1 and one against an NFC North opponent with Mitchell Smedley in attendance. I think you're just trying to do that to boost your own confidence. I'm just saying, Jack. I mean, he did give up 33 points to a Jordan Love-led offense. So uh, mm, He caught Christian Watson for a lucky play. Yeah, That's well, all he did. Aaron Rodgers, okay. though, picked us apart, specifically on the ground with uh, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. So A.J. Dillon was sitting on my bench. Well, yeah, we'll get back to that in a minute, though. We do have a message from the KOR Notebook. Attention, KU community. Join the LGBTQ Plus Resource Center for a weekly LGBTQ Plus book club. An author who is part of the LGBTQ plus community, as well as a themed book, will be selected to be enjoyed and discussed as a club. The LGBTQ plus book club meets every Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. in the Boxwood House. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Heavy Hitters, we are back. Final thoughts on Vikings Patriots before we get into our Sunday games. Look, man, that Henry play was really controversial. Yeah, oh, thought yeah, it was, it was. Thought it was a touchdown. Got called incomplete. Uh, there was comparisons, you know, to the Kelsey thing, where how is that called a touchdown mm-hmm. against the Colts, and that is called an incompletion. Uh, for Steeler fans, brought back painful memories of the Jesse James play. Oh, uh, another you know 2017 what? reference. Good. You know what? I'm glad this happened, man. Why? Because the Patriots are finally getting their fair share of, you know, it is, this is karma. And oh, it's been a long time it's coming. It's 100%. Yes. It's a long time coming, man. We're watching with, the explosion of the with, Death Star with, right with now. With Brady and them there, and they got every break under the sun, it felt like, and everything went their way, even though they, I mean, they, it's not to take away anything. They were very good teams, but. I don't know about that. It just felt like, man, when it came down to the refs making calls, it always went New England's way. Correct. But, uh, good. I'm glad this happened. It is the wrong call, but you know what? It's I could not be happier it happened to this team. Oh, I'm, I Even though Brady's it. not there, I still I will forever not like New England. I love Patriot misery. So so, New England sucks, and I don't like Mac Jones either. No, so. he's su- he's. I don't like Mac Jones. Yes, agreed. Not a real quarterback. Agreed. Not Mac as bad Jones. as Davis Mills. But. No, 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 not even close. Mac Jones is Udo's better than Mills, but he's still not good. General Mills over there. <laughs> General Mills. <laughs> <laughs> I love that reference. Field General Mills. <laughs> yeah. So General Mills the cereal. How'd he do? Y- yes, it's General Mills the cereal. Yeah, I he know. did this weekend. He got schnocked. Yeah. <laughs> schnocked! He didn't even play. <laughs> I don't care. He's still at fault. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. Oh, uh, you know, still let, his fault. Let's just go there. Dolphins win thirty to fifteen. <laughs> oh, Davis, they got fifteen. Last I checked, it was thirty. Davis Mills doesn't even play. It's Kyle Allen. Why didn't he play? Uh, I don't know. I think they. Just I'll tell you why. Because he's awful. I think they just benched him. <laughs> well, uh, the Dolphins were running all over him. I mean, they were up thirty to obnoxious. nothing at halftime. It was obnoxious. Then they decided to take out all the starters. Kyle Allen starts about a comeback, but they are fended off thirty to fifteen. Dolphins win it. Tagovailoa goes for nearly 300 yards. There's one touchdown, zero picks. Jeff Wilson finds Pater. Jalen Waddle goes for 85 along with Tyreek Hill. Dolphins continue to look good. They're 8-3. and three. They lead the AFC East, looking for their first crown since 2008, I believe. Good for you, Miami. Good for you. I don't think so. Wasn't that the year of the New England perfect season? 07. Oh, wow. Okay, and the Super... Oh, it was played in 08. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was gonna say, yeah. Then the next year, Miami Dolphins won. were winning anything that year. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins were winning anything that year. Yeah, um, yeah. The Dolphins, I uh, might have to start eating words on them. I like their running game now. That yeah. balances out that offense a lot. Because uh, as we all know, the high flying offenses tend to simmer down in the playoffs. 
But if they can keep running the ball like this, I get it's the Texans, but something to watch there down in Miami. Absolutely. Sure. I was on the Dolphins. I was on the Dolphins for pretty much this whole year. Yeah, you were. I really liked Miami. Cool. And, I don't like uh, Tua, but the rest of the teams three. there. A lot like the Eagles, AFC Eagles over there. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Tua. I don't like Jalen. But uh rest of the supporting cast seems to be uh, pretty damn good. So we'll see how far they go. That would be a fun Super Bowl. That would be cool, wouldn't it? But, like, Eagles it Dolphins. wouldn't because that means the Eagles would make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't like that. Eagles and Phillies making it to the uh, championship in the oh, span gosh. of four months. That would be. That would be awesome. Not awesome. It's great for viewership of uh, heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Keeps that's the, the ratings up, Jack. Isn't that all that matters? I guess. I guess it is. We should see if we could uh, talk about getting ratings up. We should get General Mills on the show. <laughs> Man, welcome to Heavy Hitters. We've got a think, special I, guest today. We've got General Mills. I don't think Davis Mills would be accepting to come on the show to get slandered, especially by you. Slander. It's just a you know pet name. You know, but, pet name for him. Pet name am I in a relationship with Davis Mills? Well, <laughs> let's go to Cleveland. Let's do it. Real quick before the break. 23-17 Browns take it in overtime. What a shocker. Uh, what a win. I mean, what a win. That ending in the regulation was incredible. Fourth down. Brissett fires end zone. David and Joku, the incredible one-handed touchdown grab. They tie the game overtime. Nick Chubb runs it in against for me, by the way. The win. Cleveland, they're four and seven. Jacoby Brissett, it is his last week as starter with Deshaun Watson coming back next week. Hell but yeah. what a way to go out. Yeah, that was what cool. A, what a way to go out riding high, riding the high horse. And you know, uh, if Watson can't turn position. it on. If Watson can't turn it on, we go to quarterback controversy brewing at Cleveland. I mean, yeah. I mean, Look, even though Watson's make what? Two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, so no contract. Doubt that happens. Yep. But uh, what a, what a way to go out with a bang. Obviously, the Chubb thing was against my fantasy team. It is what it is. Um, I can't wait to talk about that. It's an interesting situation. But really, a um, silencing the Tampa offense. You know, Tampa just looks really desolate right now. Uh, doesn't know which way to go. And uh, Mike Evans had two catches. That's a problem. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a. I'm no doctor, but I don't think squirrels are supposed to be blue. And I'm no offensive coordinator, but I think you should throw it to Mike Evans a little more than that. So, uh, man, Brady, uh, he looks awful. He looks really bad. Yeah, not the same Tom Brady at the Bucks are not not a good team this year. And they tried to, on the broadcast, uh, after halftime or something, they were like, Brady only has four incompletions today. Kind of a quiet day for him. This is when they were winning by seven. But it's like he just didn't look good. He wasn't making the plays that would separate the Bucks from the Browns in this game. And and Browns hung around. Give them credit. They hung around, made the defensive stops in the second half, uh, especially right down there at the end. And within 30 seconds, tied the game. So congratulations. Uh, Cleveland had a couple overtime games this weekend. Yes, they did. Well, um, one more quick game before we go to break here. Sure. Um, Bengals take down the Titans in a big AFC showdown, 20-16. to Joe Burrow and company get it done. Samaja Piran gets in the uh, in the end zone. T. Also Higgins caught a touchdown. Uh, Derrick Henry had a chance at a big touchdown. Couldn't get it. Uh, but, yeah, man. Uh, Titans fall. Bring them to Philly. That who they play next? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, in, in Philly. So, interesting there. Titans could fall to 7-5. and five, but, That's uh, great, and they're still leading the division. Bengals got a big win without mixing. They're 7-4. and four. They're still trying to catch up to Baltimore. Uh, they are tied, but... Uh, with the division records being what they are, the Ravens do hold the edge. Yep. James Munster, KR member, of Ravens fan. Uh, I'm sure he was not happy with yesterday's outcome. And you also know Same Ravens with fan. that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, oh man. Stop signs beware, question mark? Uh, 
I, I guess. I mean, okay. Can you really complain about that sixty-seven though? No, that's not that's not what we complain about. It's but we'll talk we, about yeah. that. There's there's other yes, reasons, other factors. So well, you know his belongings probably got a beat down, but uh, at the end of the game he wasn't out you know trashing the town. No. <laughs> well, we will go to break when we come back. Fire number two, getting right back into our NFL discussion right here on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Cutsdown University. K or Cutsdown is our number two on Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim with you. Here till four on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Kutztown, Monday afternoon. I'm tired as hell, but got the uh, Eagles jacket going on, Eagles t shirt underneath for your 10 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles. Jack is not wearing any uh, 7 and 4 Giants gear, also known as not first place. Um, (laughs) Okay, really had to go there. I did, I did. It's my intro. I get to say what I want. It's my show. I'm taking the reins, even though Jack can turn my mic off at any point. Uh, <laughs> point proven. Anyways, Jack, How to give the people an example. We are making our way through the NFL slate. Uh, not to be confused with parking lot. Parking lot. Parking slate. Not parking slate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> NFL slate here. And uh, we're on the Sunday games. Uh, we talked about Cleveland with their overtime victory over the Bucks. Uh, we talked briefly about Tennessee. And where are we moving to next, Jack? You want to go Washington? Sure. Let's not. Uh, why not? Let's rip off that Falcons bandit. Chris, we're talking to you, oh, pal. Oh, Chris, this is Chris. This hurt. is for you, man. Here we go. Well, give us, give us the story. You know, paint us the picture, Jack. Okay. Washington leads nineteen thirteen. About a minute to go. Second down. I believe it's second down. <clears throat> Inside the ten. Mariota drops back, looking to throw right side. Payne tips up in the air, and it's intercepted in the end zone. It's Kyle Fuller. Is it? I think it's Kyle. I think it was Kyle Fuller. It's something Fuller. It's either yeah, it's Ky- uh, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. And it might be. Or I thought it was Kendall. Maybe. Kyle Fuller. Fuller with the I interception. Think it might be Kendall. Yeah, I think it's Kendall. Wait, Kendall. It might be Kendall. Because Kyle is the thing. Is on. Is he on Denver? I don't know. Let's look this up. Let's, Let's do it. Anyway, so uh, Fuller uh, breaks the heart. of It is the, Kendall. Ooh, Kendall Fuller. I miss Kyle Fuller. Yeah. Kyle so Kendall Fuller? Fuller with the interception in the end zone. Ends the game. Well, not really because Uh-oh. Oh, actually it did. Atlanta had a chance to get it back. They they roughed the punter, and that game was over. Yeah, Atlanta doing Atlanta things. When it comes down to crunch time, they just cannot convert. Mariota gets a pass deflected, intercepted. Tough ending. Tough ending for Atlanta. Tough pill to swallow. They're five and seven. Washington, seven and five. They're right there for a playoff spot. Taylor Heineke, natural born it. winner. I don't get it. Natural born winner, Taylor Heineke. I don't get it. I don't get it. Eagles are done with them, though. He's a stud. Split the season series. He's a stud. How many uh, Giants games does Washington have left? Two. We haven't played them yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, haven't played them huge. or the Eagles Or the yet. Eagles. Yeah, so your final uh, games here are going to be pretty... I don't like it. Pretty Eagles-Washington I'll like based. I don't like it. I sense some... I smell some L's coming your way. I smell some fraudulent odors coming from Philadelphia right I now. I don't. I don't. No, nah, but I'm, I mean Philly's <coughs> full of fraudulent odors. <laughs> anyway, there. anyway, anyway, let's but go. Yeah, the uh, Falcons just can't get it done. You know, I get texts this morning from Chris at about eight in the morning, telling me how uh, you know this is a playoff team. They can go three and two over the last five games. It's like, dude, like how much better are you than Carolina right now, who just absolutely annihilated the Broncos? Let's ride. Did you see that the Broncos defender getting Russ's face? Yeah, I did. Yeah, someone got in Russ's face, and yeah. uh, he's not happy about it. No. Um, but I'm, what is the Panthers' record now? It's uh, four and eight. Four and eight, which is not much worse than five and seven. Atlanta. 
No, it's not. That whole division's terrible. Absolutely. And, uh, the Bucks lead it at what are they? Five hundred. They six and six. Five and six, I think. Five and six. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, five and six. Five and six. That's crazy. That's a Broncos country. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sixty mil for uh, for Jose Abreu with Houston. By the way, number just broke. Sixty million dollars total. So yep. twenty, 20 million, million a year. I can do division. Look at this. Um, yeah, so I mean that that division's actually pretty close. Carolina not out of it yet. New Orleans, what are they? Out of it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're another four win team, right? E- yes. Okay, so everyone's still got a chance down in the south. Way down south, way down south, almost to the border. Well, we're gonna take it up north for a little bit. Take we're it going to New York. Ooh, welcome Jets. to New York. Yes, it's been waiting for you. It has been waiting for welcome us. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York, as Taylor Swift once said. Three lights so bright, but they never blind me because I'm already blind. Well, Mike White. Mike White, man. The legend of Mike White continues. Uh, takes over. Wilson gets benched after uh, his teammates, not really too pleased with his comments after their uh, game against New England. They get swept by the Patriots in the season series, but they go back out on home field and mop up the Bears. Now, Justin Fields is hurt for this game. It's supposed to be Trevor Simeon to start, but he gets hurt in pregame warm-ups wow. with an oblique injury, so... Oh, no, it was Simeon. Oh, oh, never mind. I was, uh, that's embarrassing. Sorely mistaken. Trace McSorley mistaken. Well, okay, okay, here's what happened. I get a Bleach Report update that Simeon gets hurt in pregame warm-ups and Ethan Peterman's going to get the start. Turns out they were wrong, and Trevor Simeon does play. The defense is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin Vinny. Marissa Tomei. Well, Trevor Simeon played, and he didn't really play well. 179, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Chase Claypool leaves at 51 yards in receiving. You know who did play well? Mike White. Mike White. The legend of Mike White. Read the line, please. 22 of 28, efficient. 315 and three touchdowns, no picks. Woo! Man, Mike White, you got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings. Yeah, uh, Mike White goes off. Uh, Zach Wilson, who now? Uh, yeah. Who so, Mike White in fantasy? I don't know if anyone. Did, yeah, I don't but, think so. Uh, That's a, Jets uh, go to seven and four. Zero percent rostered. Probably seven. Uh, seven and four now are the Jets with that thirty-one ten win. White control the game. Garrett Wilson gets in the end zone twice with Elijah Moore also getting in there once. Uh, man, big game for the Jets. They're seven and four. They uh, still have everything they want in front of them. They travel up to Minnesota next week. That should be a fun game. Keep in Mike pace White, with the Dolphins. Mike White, Kirk Cousins. Uh, again, I mentioned it earlier. The best, the best of the best facing off at one o'clock. Jets are that other team. I don't know how they have the record they have, but... They do. You know, they they do. That is uh, a true statement. Um, but this is a big game for them. Vikings, one of the better teams in the league. And they're trying to keep pace with the Miami Dolphins. And the Bills. and the Yeah, and the Buffalo Bills. Well, so. we will preview those games on Wednesday. But for now, we do have a message from the KU Notebook Attention, KU Community. The Cutstown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, April 14th, with a performance by two of the best fiddlers who competed at the Burks Fiddle Fest last fall. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admissions for adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Brinsonhoff at 484 484- 336-9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kansas University, KUR. 
Heavy hitters, Mitch. We're getting back into our NFL discussion. We're going to move with a little bit more pace here because we do have some other things to get to today. Step Jack. Well, we're moving on. We mentioned Broncos country. Let's ride earlier. Let's just go down to Carolina. They got schnocked. They did. (laughs) You love that word. I like that word. Schnocked. They got sloshed. Well, uh, Russell Wilson. uh, He's not saying let's ride right now because they're three and eight. They are awful. 142, one touchdown, nothing much through the air. Latavius Murray, 13 carries, 92 yards, 7.1 per pop. That's a pretty good day on the ground against a pretty good run defense of Carolina. Oh, yeah. But uh, Cortland Sutton, 75 yards, led the way. Offense still just can't produce anything. Nothing. Sam Darnold looked pretty good, actually. Uh-oh. 11-19, 164 and a touchdown. Is he back? <laughs> is, Sam, is, is Sam Darnold returned to top five pick form? Getting no. excited about under 200 yards and a touchdown couldn't be Jack Heimer. Hey, but at least he didn't throw two interceptions like Baker Mayfield That's did. That's right. That's it, right. It's so funny how the top two quarterbacks taken from that draft are now on the same team. And they're both awful. And they both served as backups to P.J. Walker. Yeah. It's it's really mesmerizing. And, I, uh, and we found out Rosen is out. And um, Josh Allen stands alone. Yeah. 756. Him and Lamar. Yeah. Well, Lamar was taken way later in the round, right? Yeah, last pick. Second, 32nd pick would have been the Eagles pick. You know why? Because they won the Super Bowl uh, the year previous. So a little tidbit there. Traded back. Eventually picked up uh, Dallas Goddard. Tight end. Dad, who needs him? Uh, okay. I, apparently not the Eagles. <laughs> um. Well, Deontay Foreman had another big day. 113 yards on the ground. Who is this guy? I don't know. And who needs Christian McCaffrey? Oh, don't say that. No, I'm just don't kidding. say that to me. <laughs> I know. That hurts it hurts my feelings. It does hurt your you feelings. You and Linda, just this McCaffrey trash. DJ Moore, DJ Moore, DJ Moore. 103 and a touchdown on four catches. Uh, efficient. That's Big a plays. little more than efficient. That's 25 yards <laughs> per catch. No, it's not that efficient. No, 103 it divided is. by four. Yes, I know. I know. I'm looking at it right now. 25.75. Which would be 25.8. Because you round up. Which rounds up to 26. And what's and really that 6 <laughs> rounds up to 30. And what about... And the 30 is basically 50, <laughs> and 50 is halfway to 100. Yeah. So basically, he's he's almost at 100 yards per catch. Pretty much, he had 1,000 yards. Right. In that game. Right. Exactly. Well, enough of the joker Three joking around. Three football fields worth of catches. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that would be nuts. I mean, that's what people get in the season, so... Yeah. DJ Moore can do that in a game. <laughs> Wow, watch him flex his muscles. <laughs> oh man. Panthers win, they're four and eight. They uh they're still there. They're the still south. hanging around, Jack. <laughs> Come That's on. Keep pounding. So bad. Keep so pounding. Bad. It reminds me of the seven and nine Seahawks who got in. Yeah. Like, oh my. Yeah. Oh it's my really goodness. Bad. It's really bad. It is really bad. You know what the else Eagles is really bad? Last year got in, you know. You know what else trash. is really bad, Mitch? What's really bad? The Ravens' four losses this year. It really is ugly, isn't All it? in heartbreaking fashion. Let's go down to Jacksonville. 28-27, the Jags. They pull it off. They win. Dougie P. Marvin Jones, who I threw in at the last second because I saw the Bears quarterback Ooh. situation for Darnell Mooney, gets a touchdown. Yeah. My man. Let's My man, Marvin Jones. Yes, sir. Do it for me. Welcome to the studio. Yes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So, uh... They don't know who we're talking to. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to keep it that way. Mr. Papers over there. He shall remain anonymous. But getting back into it, 28-27, the Jags win. Trevor Lawrence, 321, three touchdowns. He's looking good. He's a very good quarterback. Taking strides. Dougie P is putting this team forward. I mean, they're 4-7. They're playing competitive football. They just take down the AFC North leading Ravens at home. I mean, what a game. What a thriller right down to the end. Justin Tucker had a shot. 
67 yards. The boot's away, and it's short. It was online. It was online. About, uh, I wasn't watching this there. one. My brother was downstairs. He was yelling. He's like, it's away. Oh, it does. He got it. It looks like he's got the leg. And no, it no. was short. We were watching uh, at like a food play, I think a bar grill thing, you know, down in Philly before the game, just outside of Philly, actually. And, um, you know, everyone, I, I wanted the Ravens to lose, but on that kick, I, I was rooting for Tucker. I wanted him to get it. And my dad's narrating to me, uh, looks, it's down the middle, and it is short. <laughs> and he just, you know, right down to, uh, short. And uh, short. <laughs> yeah. Zay Jones, though, 145 and 11 catches. Have a season, Zay. He's at 562 yards, nearly 600 yards. This guy's kind of resurfacing. Resurfacing. He was with Buffalo. Was with the Raiders. Now he's, you know, I wouldn't say breakout, but he's having a pretty solid year for Jacksonville. Putting it together, yeah. And um, I mean, this Trevor Lawrence guy. You know, this is what Doug Peterson does. Who is this guy? Takes a young quarterback, and he just has him take steps forward. He puts him in position to succeed. We saw it with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been terrible. Ever since. So, uh, is Trevor Lawrence the next Carson Wentz? He could be. You know, is this going to be one or two years of very good play and then fall off? We'll see. I, I would like to see Doug sustain something down here in Jacksonville. I'm, I'm still rooting for Doug Peterson heavily. So, glad to see them get the win. How about the gutsy call to go for two? What do you think of it? He's got uh, he's got some stones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. He's got he's, some stones. Dude, he has. It's gonna get him. It's gonna get him in trouble one day. It kind of has. It already has, and that didn't work at all, <laughs> Joe Buck. Um, but wow, game-winning call there by Doug Peterson to uh, go for two rather than take the extra point and tie the game. Uh, he thought this was their chance to win it. He thought Baltimore would have gotten them in overtime. And uh, honestly, the way Baltimore plays, he's probably right. But you know, <laughs> the way Baltimore plays also uh, opens them up to horrible chokes in the last seconds of games, and he capitalized. He did. He did. We're going to run through a couple more games before a break here. Chargers, Cardinals, Mitch, we got to talk about them. We can just gloss over this one. Don't really need a deep dive here. <laughs> Cardinals not, are really no, bad. No, we won't take a deep dive, but we will talk about the Cardinals' woes. Cardinals a really bad football team. <laughs> We're really, really bad. We are really not supposed to play like that. Like, <laughs> for Mitch's sake. Yeah. But um, Herbert, 274, three touchdowns, finds DeAndre Carter. Uh, Eckler, your boy, and uh, Keenan Allen. Eckler's calmed down in recent weeks. I appreciate that. You know, it's not three touchdowns a game anymore. I mean, oh he's, god, who he's, do they play next week? He's going to do it. Yeah, he is. Who do they play? Can they? Can he do it? Oh, they play the Raiders. Oh, he definitely could do it. Oh, baby. Yeah, of course. I just yeah, it's not three touchdowns a week anymore. <laughs> and there, and there it is. And there he is. Austin Eckler's got four. <laughs> I was going to say four. <laughs> oh man. Chargers win a thriller. Cardinals, they're 4-8. Cliff Kingsbury should be canned. Fired. Get him out of here. You fired, Cliff. Um, yeah, Cliff Ky- Kingsbury fell off a cliff. Coincidence, they're choking again in the second half of the year. Kyler Murray hasn't won a game since the new CODs come out. That only further plays into the theory. Um, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, James man. James Conner scored on my bench. I had him in. Took him out because... Uh, let me talk about this situation right now. I'll just okay. lay it out. Real quick. I was getting schnocked. It was it was 81 to 11 Ooh. after being like 60 uh no, 70 to 7 cuz Mike Evans is terrible. Um and then yeah, Chubb scored. It goes to 81 to 11. And so I realized I was like I need to throw my home run hitters in here cuz I I need, you know, just getting the predictions isn't going to win me the game. So 
I went with Smith because I figured he could. If anyone can catch three touchdowns, it's Devontae Devontae Smith rather than James Conner, who will just get volume, right? Well, Connor Connor put up twenty one, Smith nine. However, I clawed my way back thanks to Geno Smith. DK had a good game, twenty points, and Josh Jacobs. My goodness, have a day. Forty three points for me, including fourteen point six on the final play of the game. We'll talk about it. Mitch went from getting schnocked to schnocking his opponent. I am up by fifteen. My opponent has Pat Fryermuth. Ooh, interesting, no, right? It could happen. It, yeah. could, it could happen. But uh, I don't think it will. It's up in the air. It's up in the air. It is. Uh, with that, we will go to break. We will wrap up our NFL discussion on the flip side of this break, and then we will move into NHL and college football. Plenty of stuff to talk about in college, not just the games, but uh, coaching moves, recruiting, a lot of stuff going on there. So we will get to all of that. Matt Rule. Matt Rule to Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, other couple coaching hires, but uh, big-time news. Um, we'll get to it later on in the show, but when we come back, wrapping up our NFL discussion right here on Heavy Odors on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Get your kids down. And welcome back to Heavy Odors, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are Kutztown, Jack High, Mitchell Smedley. We are back at it here after our first break of hour number two. Only one more to go. Show is going fast as it always does. You know, you think you have two hours and it's like, oh yeah, that's a lot of time to talk about stuff, but with breaks and uh, getting a little sidetracked as we always do here, but uh, you know, we do have to get back into it. NFL discussion, we were wrapping up last, uh, right before the break, talking about Chargers and Cardinals. Mitch avidly saying that the Cardinals, are they're going to compete for the playoffs now at 4-8. and eight. I said they'd go 6-11, and 11, and I could, be, I could be right on the money about that. It is shaping up where that could most certainly be a possibility. But uh, Cardinals, not looking good. Cliff Kingsbury might be on his way out the door. Uh, Kyler Murray in his postgame. I can't say it on air, but he said we looked kind of something on offense. So uh, not good rumblings there out of Arizona. But we will move on. Chargers 6-5. and five. Weird team. They play the Raiders next so they can come back and win. Uh, be 7-5. and five. That would be interesting. Chargers so up and down this year. Uh, but we will move on to the game. We were talking about a little bit with your fantasy team, Mitch. Josh Jacobs, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf. God, I'm so on time. 40-34 to 34 in overtime. The Raiders win it. Derek Carr. He threw a pick on the first play of the game, and on that play, one of the Seahawks guys just ran off the sideline and started blocking, and there was no flag. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, so many weird events in this game, but the Raiders found a way to pull wait, out wait, in overtime. Wait, wait. He ran up the sideline? No, 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 no. Uh, he came off the sideline. Oh. And onto the oh, field. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Derek Carr throws a pick. <laughs> the Seahawks defender is running down the sideline, and some guy comes off the sideline onto the field and starts blocking, <laughs> and they don't realize there's 12 guys in the field. There's no penalty. I'm like, what is going on? What? Yeah, crazy. What is happening? No, no. How does not one singular ref see the guy run dude. off the sideline onto the field and start blocking? <laughs> how is no one talking? Dude, that's, that's a fair point. How about the guts of the guy just to do it and take that chance? He looks around. He says, yeah, no one's looking. I'm no one's looking. I'm, coach, I'm in. Coach, I'm going in. I'm going to block. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes right back to the sideline. That's incredible. Do we know who it was? I, I don't know. I got to watch the highlights. It was number 50-something, I think. Uh, I think it was 52 or something. I don't know, man. Defensive lineman. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I think it was he a linebacker. Just, you know what? I'm taking charge. I'm going out there. I'm giving our boys the edge. <laughs> Oh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Putting 12th man to the literal sense. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know what else is awesome? Me. Joshua Jacobs. Yes, sir. Josh Jacobs, how do you do? Coming off a calf injury. I was like, I like I said, J- Jack, Jake, Jack, Josh, Jake. <laughs> 
Like I said, Jack. There we go. There we I had go. to go with my home run hitters. I was like, hmm, who got three straight weeks of 30 points earlier in the season? That would be Josh Jacobs. Screw the injury. I'm going for it. He puts up 40. Whoa. 40 points. Almost almost said a no-no. It's okay. 40, you know what I mean. Yeah. He put up 40, you know, points. Yeah. And I look like a genius. Until I lose to Pat Frymuth tonight. That's going to be a sad time. It's okay. Think positively, Mitch. Derek Cargos for 295, three TDs. Two picks. Jacobs goes for 229, two touchdowns on the ground, added 74 yards through the air. Match Devontae Adams there. Raiders pull out a thriller up in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. Very fun game. Yeah, great game to watch. Geno played well. Uh, Kenneth Walker found the end zone a couple times. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, that annoyed me because I had Geno and DK. Hey, I had Kenneth Walker, though. uh, Well, I hate you. Give me that. Um, Yeah, really the whole uh, Seahawks offense, you know, in the loss, still played well. Uh, Geno, I think, had one pick. Yeah. Yeah, so not not really that bad. Um, 30 points. Uh, 30 plus. Still lose. It's tough. Well, let's go to Arrowhead. The doomsday season continues for the Rams, uh, including Sean McVay getting hit in the in the mouth by one of his own players. Uh, mm-hmm. A rookie run at the sideline. Boom. Hits him right in the face. Um, you know, luckily kept all his chiclets and, uh, you know, minor. I don't think it was anything substantial of injuries. But, uh, you know. Problem. Bryce Perkins can't have <laughs> out of Virginia gets the start, goes 100 yards through the air, one TD, two picks, added 44 on the ground. This offense, I mean, they can't manufacture anything. No. Um, with Allen Robinson now being done for the year, apparently. Uh, wow. Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek are going to have to lead the way, along with uh, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. So uh, That's bad. Not good. Not good. Chiefs 92, they continue to be the dominant AFC power we know them to be. Mahomes goes for over 300 again. Isaiah Pacheco, man, he really looks like a up-and-coming young back. Was that his first touchdown? Uh, I don't think so. No, I feel second. like I heard someone say that. So. Second. But a good run for him. Yes, Very it was. Run. Went for 69 and a touchdown on the ground. Added 17 yards on one catch through the air. So good game for the rookie, Mr. Pacheco. Kelsey gets in the end zone again. Um, yeah, Chiefs continue to look good. It's, yeah. uh, they're 9-2. They're going to be right there at the end of it. They might get back to the Super Bowl for all we know. But um, Casey wins again. Andy Reid showdown with uh, Philly. Could be. I don't know. AFC is interesting. Who do you got coming out? Ooh. I like the Dolphins to go to the championship game. They don't win, though. Um, Chiefs get them? Bills? Not the Bills. Jets? No. (laughs) Titans? Give me uh, Kansas City, I think. Kansas City? Right now. Wow. It's the logical pick. I was thinking about this on my ride in uh, into Kutztown this morning, uh, coming back. Man, I mean, I, I don't know who's challenging them, but I, I, I still have a gut feeling about the Bills. That they're going to figure it out with a healthy Allen. Um, but we'll see. Chiefs, class of the AFC right now. So. I hope. I like Buffalo. Love but, Buffalo. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just can't. I don't. Not right now. Just yeah. not right now. Yeah. Well, let's go to a team I think can challenge in the NFC. San Francisco blanks the Saints 13 nothing. Jimmy G. Goes for 222 on 26 37 passing, one touchdown, zero picks. Uh, Elijah Mitchell gets hurt again. He did? Yep. I didn't even see that. What Sprained happened? Sprained his MCL. Oh, man. Um, just came back, too. Oh, man. Uh, but it isn't the same knee as the week one MCL sprain. It's so. still. I don't know if that's worse. I don't know if that. I was just thinking that. Is that worse? Like, now both MCLs were sprained. I think it would be better if you just sprained the same one. But, I mean, there's really no better scenario. If you re-sprain the same one, then that does a lot more damage. Yeah, it's true. 
That's true. At least now, you know, as long as there's no further setbacks, he can still play. I feel like if you yeah. do it twice to the same thing. I, I can speak from experience here. Take it from the guy who sprained the same ankle twice, mm. that uh, it doesn't really feel all that great at times. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm playing professional sports dealing with the same kind of injuries they are. So wow. I just want to say, uh, just want to put that disclaimer out there. I have sprained the same right ankle twice. So it is it is a little weaker, I must say. But uh, it's not like to the point where it's like I can't run around or do anything like that. It's I'm still mostly good for that stuff. So gotcha. we're, we're chilling there. But uh, yeah, Niners win. Uh, McCaffrey goes for only 32 yards on the ground. Yeah, he really got stifled in this game. Uh, you know, Jawan Jennings finds the end zone. It was a defensive battle, and uh, it was only one touchdown yep. uh, that Jennings won before Robbie Gould's two field goals, and that's it. You know, that's all she wrote. Really would have liked to see a lot more uh, offensively from the team we think could be contending here in the Niners. But, I mean, they get the win. They are a surging team. They're doing well. Uh, I definitely think they're the second best in the conference. But I would have liked to see some more offense. Um, like you said, you have Jennings. You got, of course, Debo, uh, Ayuk, McCaffrey. Those are uh, a Kittle as well. Those are some weapons there. They should be scoring more than 13 points. But the defense, absolutely uh, class of the uh, of the conference here. Master so, class. Yeah. We're going to go to Philly Sunday night real here quick. I'll get my thoughts before Mitchell will get his. Jalen Hurts was efficient enough, 16-28, two touchdowns on only 153 passing, but uh, where his damage was done is on the ground. Oh, yeah. uh, he had 103 rushing yards in the first quarter, finished with 157 on 17 carries. Miles Sanders also had a great night, two touchdowns on 143. I mean, 363 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, 7.4 per pop on 49 carries. Padlock, stack of the, uh, padlock stat of the night, three rushing touchdowns. Nearly, I mean, they got over 350 rushing yards. When That's you do that, insane. you're going to beat your opponent. And surprisingly, they only won by seven. I mean, the defense really did not do a great job. Uh, I mean, while Rodgers was there, forced a couple of uh, turnovers. Yeah, two good picks. Uh, and then, but, I mean, Rodgers still looks pretty decent. Uh, went 11 to 16 passing. Jordan Love did okay. I mean, it was efficient, six to nine, one for thir- one thirteen and a touchdown. Most of that came on the uh, on that Watson Christian play. Watson touchdown. So, that was like 64 yards. Yeah, I mean, look. Packers hung in there. Uh, no matter what way you want to slice it, they they played a decent game. They played good enough to be in it, but not good enough to win. That's yep. just my thoughts. On it was it. a good football game. Uh, really fun to be at. A lot of scoring. You know, take notes, FIFA. Uh, a lot of scoring. Super fun. <laughs> I had to. And uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts sets the uh, re- record for uh, quarterback rushing yards in a game for the Eagles. That was cool to be at. I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. I think this game only further solidifies that's what defines him as a quarterback and until he can define himself as a passer first uh, I don't think he's the long-term solution we might get a ring this year I, let's be honest we're 10 and 1 Eagles are a good football team Sam Darnold had better passing stats than Jalen Hurts that's what I'm saying the Eagles need a long-term solution this running around getting 100 yards in the first quarter that can work for a little bit but once teams shut it down yeah and look, it's going to be a problem. I agree, and I think this is not sustainable in the playoffs. No, gonna, I agree. You're not going to be able to run for 300 yards on your opponents in the playoffs. And if you do, I mean, that's just first off, props to you, yeah. kudos. But like, that's not going to be a mainstay to win football games in the playoffs. And no. it's going to be defense, and that's the concern right now, uh, especially with CJGJ going down. I don't know the extent of that injury, but that worried me. NFL leader in interceptions. That's a big piece of the secondary, uh, as, and. Even uh, the guy that came in to help fill the secondary, Blankenship, also uh, went down. He also had a pick last night. Wait, Rodrigo? No, uh, no, that's no. the kicker. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, He's playing for his safety. It's intercepted. <laughs> player of the game, uh, I guess, aside from Hertz last night. Oh man, it was the jersey I was wearing. Miles Sanders, 
What a night to have two touchdowns like that. He was incredible. Uh, really love the uh, the Penn State kid um, putting on a putting on a clinic last night, hitting holes uh, with authority, uh, yards after first contact. Really good to see from uh, from the Eagles' second round draft pick a couple years back. Uh, I thought he was awesome. The receivers did enough. Brown fumbles again. That was worrying. And um, I mean, put up forty without uh, not Devontae Smith um, without Dallas Goddard, which is really impressive. I was really scared when he went down, and they've been stifled uh, somewhat the last two weeks after that injury. But props to Eagles, to the Eagles. They put up forty. Uh, the run defense, especially against AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, was lacking. But uh, I'm excited about the offense. I'm really excited about this team, Jack. I think they can figure it out on defense. You know, you got some new pieces just getting into the system, and Dominic and Sue, uh, and some others. But man, if they figure out some defense here, this is a world beater we're looking at uh, potentially. If if Hertz can figure it out uh, on a week to week basis. Interesting to see that as the season continues to go on. We will move on to quick preview of Monday Night Football before moving on to college football and NHL. Uh, three and seven Steelers travel to Indianapolis, take on the four six and one Colts. Steelers have dominated the series. Uh, it's been well spoken uh, that is the case, but this is for this individual matchup. Bleh. I mean, yeah, these two teams really just disgusting. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Kenny Pickett has not been great uh, as a rookie quarterback. I mean, look, the growing pains are certainly there. Uh, you know, three touchdowns to eight interceptions. Najee Harris continues to look better though. Uh, he was dealing with that. You know that uh, I forget what exactly it's called. It's the Frank injury in his foot. Uh, yes. It's, is, is it the Lisk Frank, or is it like a... I think it's a Lisk Frank. Yeah. Um, so that's what he's been dealing with, but he's starting to look more healthy, getting that explosiveness back, looking a lot better over recent weeks. Uh, Pat Fryermeets is the mainstay for Pickett. I mean, he's a security blanket. That's I know that's not, not what you want to hear that's tonight. That's not at all what I but, would like uh, to hear. Look, break my heart. If you have to throw to Deontay Johnson, who's on my bench on every play, like, I don't care. I just want to win. The good news is the, I'm in first place in my division. Second place lost. So I have a game and a half lead in the division with uh, after this two weeks to go till playoffs. So we'll see. Crazy, but I yeah I would love a win. Start locking things up here. Well, Colts favor by two and a half. Um, Who you going with? Who you going with? You know what? For some reason, I like Pittsburgh. I like the dog. I I like like the dog. I I like I like Pittsburgh. I think Najee finds the end zone a couple times. I hope so. And you know, Firemuth will get there once. Uh. Steelers win twenty-one to seventeen. 21-17. In a dogfight in Indianapolis. Ooh. I'm going to go with the uh, most common NFL score of all time. Give me 2017 Steelers. Uh, I think um, I think Najee gets two. I think two other field goals from uh-huh. uh, Boswell. Nah, he's done for the year. It's Matthew Wright. Oh, he's done for the year. When did I miss that? A couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. I don't follow the Steelers as much as I should. Matthew Wright. Uh, is the kicker there? Matt Wright. So he'll make a couple. Wow. How did but, Boswell uh, get out for the year? I forget exactly what happened. It okay. is called a list Frank injury though for, we got for it. Harris is what happened. But okay. I think Boswell was a knee injury. Mm. So not an ACL or anything like that. It was just like a I don't, I forget exactly what it was, honestly. I'm yep. just guesstimating. You're here, good. But wanna take it to college football? We got some. We uh, will. Rankings. We will take it to college football. We gotta preview some rankings, look at some matchups, uh coaching changes yeah. uh, across the country. Like we mentioned earlier, Matt Rule has been hired by Nebraska. Uh, I was breaking news today that they are bringing South Carolina's offensive coordinator. Uh, what is his first name? I know his last name is Satterfield. I think it's Marcus. Um, I just follow the South Carolina thing. So let me just find the name real quick. That way we don't keep it waiting. It is. What is his name? Why can I not find it? 
Either way, Come Matt Rule. There it is, Marcus Satterfield. I was right. I was right. Marcus Satterfield. That is his name. There we go. You, you were right. Just trust your gut, Jack. Trust my gut. Matt Rule, though, back to college. And I think we're in for another Chip Kelly th- uh, thing here where great in college, awful in the pros, great in college. What do you think? I think that can certainly be a thing there as well. I mean, look, Rule did a really good job at Temple. Then he went to Baylor, did a really good job there building them up uh, before leaving for Carolina. Things in Carolina were horrendous to say the least they never solidified uh but now going back to the college ranks uh at a historic program uh that i mean it's been kind of down for a while has nebraska but this is a story program they were one of the most dominant teams throughout the 90s i mean when they were i mean they were some of the most dominant teams in college football i mean the 90s was their decade i mean they were incredible it's been a fall from grace since then but yeah, it's they, they're trying to get back, and I think Rule's a good coach to turn the corner from where this program is. Yeah, Tom Osborne, when he was there, three national championships, uh, <coughs> 255-49-3 in Nebraska. I mean, he was incredible. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he was just that guy. He yeah. was literally such a good coach for them, and yeah, they're trying to get, I don't know if they're going to get back to those days, but I mean, he's just trying to get, Rule's just trying to get Nebraska back to being good again. So, uh, and I think it's certainly possible. Yep, and that's certainly certainly possible. Luke Fickle goes from Cincinnati. He's going up to Wisconsin, so that's a Big Ten, another Big Ten hiring. Yeah, I was going to say, welcome to the Big Ten, guys. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, Fickle was rumored to maybe USC, Notre Dame. Those never really happened, but he goes to Wisconsin, and I know why. I know why he goes to Wisconsin. He finally leaves Cincinnati. He goes to Wisconsin. He's a Midwest guy, and yeah. look, you know, I know I know Notre Dame is in in Illinois. I, I think. No, I always thought the same. Is it Indiana? Thing. It is Indiana. Okay, I knew it was one of the two. I knew it was one of the two. But um, I always thought the same thing. Isn't yeah, that weird. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, thought if we go to Notre Dame because another Midwest area. He knows the region well. He recruits the Midwest well. Going up to Nebraska is not really the Midwest, but it's the North, and it's close enough where they, you know, most of the recruiting area is done in state, and you know the surrounding states where you can go down to Iowa or you know Indiana, Illinois, poach from there. So. He knows the area well in terms of recruiting. Wisconsin is another storied program. They've had a lot of success. Uh, it's been a Big Ten power, I would say. Uh, you know, not in recent years. They've kind of fallen a little bit. But, you know, there was a time where they consistently make the Big Ten championship from out in the West Division. And they're a good team. They're trying to bring him back. Fickle's a really good coach. I have no doubts that he can do a good job up at Wisco. Um, others, you know, Lincoln Riley, he's looking really good in, o- in USC in his first year moving from Oklahoma. How about USC? Auburn's opening. There's being heavy rumors that Lane Kiffin might go from Ole Miss to Auburn. Nothing's finalized there. Kiffin has been saying that he's going to stay at Ole Miss on social media and kind of clown the reporter that first broke the uh, news of him going to Auburn. That did not end up happening, but it still very well could. Uh, yes, so there's there's changes happening. Uh, there's changes that will still be happening for right now, but those are kind of the three main ones, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and uh, Auburn's uh, searches are still being filled. Coordinators being hired. Arizona State actually found the next head coach. I forgot about that. Kenny Dillingham, the former FSU OC and now Oregon OC, goes to Arizona State to be their next head coach. He was really emotional at his opening press conference because he's you know kind of from the Arizona area, and you know he's back home. So maybe he can build a good product at Arizona State, trying to end the Herm Edwards era with all the recruiting sanctions and all the stuff that happened there and all the dicey stuff that happened with Arizona State. Just trying to turn the corner and really flip the page from that. Uh, and get that program turned around. Because a couple years ago when Jaden Daniels, that LSU quarterback, was there, uh, they were really good in the Pac-12. Uh, they, they were doing some good things. But, yeah, another program that's really fallen off in recent years. But uh, Arizona State, they found their next head coach. Well, 
With that, we do have to take a break. When we come back, more college football discussion, wrapping up about coaching searches slash hirings and getting into the rankings and games that were played this past Saturday uh, and really this past weekend with Thursday, Friday, Saturday action going on. So we will get to all of that next right here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Cutsdown University, KUR Cutsdown. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Cutsdown University, KUR Cutsdown. Jack Hyme, Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, you're snacking over there. I'm not trying to call you out, but you are eating a good little snack in goldfish. It's a snack that smiles back, Jack. It is. And it is snack a good. Snack smiles back, Jack. Snack back, Jack. Woo! Rhyme. Yeah. Bars for Smedley. Uh, we're gonna Bars. Get, <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to get it started on Friday night, and I was Friday amped Friday up night, for this game. Tabletops. No? No Katy Perry? Not right now. Um, wow. There was a time and a place, but I'm, tra- I'm talking about my Knowles here, man. And it's a rival- It was rivalry week. We were playing the Gators at home. Thriller of a game, 45-38. I was yelling. I was excited. I was happy because we won. Florida State's 9-3, and and I'm not going to say we're back yet, but, man, what a great year. Mike Norvell had a, you know, this is a big year for the Knowles. They went, you know, rough first year, 5-7 and seven last year, missed a bowl game, but we're 9-3 and three this year, well solidified into a bowl game. State champions of Florida beating Miami and UF. So, uh, big win. Florida goes 6-6. Six and six. Jordan Travis had some incredible plays, including the number one play on SportsCenter Top 10, escaping four Gators in the backfield before running it down just short of the end zone at the one-yard line. Mm. I was freaking Couldn't out. Get in the end zone. The way... What a pleb. The way... <laughs> His maneuverability and the way he's able to escape tackles and get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs and some of the throws he can make downfield, it was, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The clinic he put on, such a good leader, such a good player, and his impact on this team this year was m- monumental. Uh, and, you know, the running game as well, uh, he can, you know, do it both ways, and our running backs were incredible. The offense was just phenomenal. I mean, they were one of the best offenses in the country. I mean, they had so many plays. They, they led the nation in plays, offensive plays of 20 or more yards. So uh, they were getting big chunk plays consistently. Team finishes second in the Atlantic Division, the ACC, 9-3 overall, 5-3 in ACC play. All close losses uh, to Clemson, NC State, and Wake Forest. But, uh, wow, yeah, it was... It's a good year for you, Jim. It was a good year. I was happy. You're happy. I'm happy. Good. If you're happy, I'm happy. Thank you, buddy. We're both happy about our teams this week because Penn State, with their big win over uh, Michigan State, right? Yes. Yeah, I no longer have to see the Cincinnati kid. He's gone. Uh, He's gone. I was, I was going to say Sean Franklin, but Sean, Sean Franklin. <laughs> Sean Clifford and James Franklin. But, uh, James yes. Clifford and Sean Franklin? Yeah, James. <laughs> but, yeah, the Cincinnati kid, Sean Clifford, is out. Played his Bring last game at Beaver Stadium. Era. Thank you. I, There's still a bowl game. I know, I know, I know. And it's going to be an important bowl game because Penn State is ranked 8th. Right now projected to play Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. Really? The Green Wave. I thought it would be... Uh, According to CBS Sports. I there's multiple projections. Like, Nothing's finalized yet. You, it's, it's, it's a toss-up. You don't really yeah, know. I thought it was going to be like Tennessee. I thought they were going to play Tennessee. Clemson but. is projected to play Tennessee right now in mm. the Orange Bowl. In the Orange Bowl. Okay. So in college, I don't know if you know, but there is certain bowl right. locked in. So my dad and my brother were trying to explain this to me on the way down to the Eagles game last night. So what we didn't know was what SEC teams are locked into other games more prioritized than the, I want to say, it's the, I forget. I don't know which one the Big Ten one is. Because the... The Rose Bowl. Yeah, well, there's the Rose Bowl and then the one after that because it looks like Ohio State will probably get that one. So Ohio State's going to get the Rose Bowl. And 
because they're not they're they're going to be the runner up, but right. Michigan looks like they're going to win the Big Ten championship and go to the playoff. Right, they're going to go to the playoff. So then the next greatest Big Ten team will play in the Rose Bowl, which, which is would be Ohio, Ohio State. State, and then the third best Big Ten team, Penn State. Um, they will get I forget which one it was that they told me. Uh, I think it's the Cotton Bowl, but I don't know. Is it the Cotton? Okay, it probably is the Cotton Bowl. Maybe I'm not sure. That's I know I know the SEC and the Big Twelve are locked into the. Uh, what is it? Oh, I cannot think of sugar. Right Yes, I, uh, it might be the Sugar Bowl. Actually, I think that's a good call. Okay, look at me. Let me let me. F- I have the 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 page on Twitter. That yeah. So the, what is uh, what's Bama going to play? So Bama probably won't get in the playoffs right now, and because they still have an outside shot somehow, some way. But they're not going to make the playoffs. I, I agree. They're not going to make the playoff either. Uh, let me go find it. Um, but yeah, if Penn State plays the Green Wave. I can finally figure out. Yes. What the hell okay. That is. It is the Sugar Bowl. So Alabama is projected to play Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl right now because the Big 12 champion, TCU, if they win the game, would be going to the college football playoff. So then what's Tennessee playing in? Because they're ranked ahead of Bama, right? Or are they behind Bama? So Tennessee would play in the Orange Bowl against the presumed ACC champion, Clemson. Mm. I thought you just said Clemson was going to play Bama. No, 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 no. I did say, I said Clemson and Tennessee. Okay. And then Bama and Kansas State. Oh, Kansas. Oh, okay. I heard the... Yeah. Um, all right, Kansas State. What was Kansas State ranked? They were well. They'd be the second best Big Twelve team because they're playing TCU in the in the Big Ten in the Big yeah. Twelve championship. Okay, I didn't game. know how good they were. Yeah. So. All right, so they're the second best in that conference. And then Washington would be playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl because yeah, biggest, USC uh, is the projected champion. They would also make the playoff if they they are right now projected to make the playoff. Biggest non-playoff Pac-12. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then Penn State. Penn State uh, is in the Cotton the Bowl against Cotton Tulane. Bowl. Tulane University. Remember a couple years ago in the Cotton Bowl, Penn State played against Memphis, who was out of the AAC. Yes. So yeah. I think it might be the AAC champion gets the lock into the Cotton Bowl. Because I remember a couple years ago, also in the Cotton Bowl, it was Georgia and Cincinnati. Hmm. So I think it's in an at-large bid against the ACC, the AAC champion is what I'm thinking. Is it, do you think? I thought it was a Big Ten relevant uh, system. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I am, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm really... I All I know is that certain conferences locked into certain things. The Cotton Bowl yep. is a weird dichotomy where I don't know really who gets into it Yeah, as a Power Five, but it's it's strange. What was Tulane ranked? Oh, uh, they are... They are... Let me find it here. They are ranked 18th. 18th, okay. Wow. That's <laughs> ten and two. difference. 10 and 2. All right. No slouches, but... Uh, Both of the same record. win, yeah. But, so. I mean, how about TCU and USC, man? Incredible seasons, got into the playoffs, and what a year for Michigan. Uh, beating Ohio State, getting in, and uh, Georgia, everyone saw it coming. But, I mean, new faces. I love it, Jack. This this has been my complaint about college. You don't get the new, the new teams in there, you know? But Ohio State, Clemson, and Bama are out, and bring on Michigan – TCU, Michigan, Georgia, same face from last year, but yes, USC. Oh, did, was Michigan in it last year? Yes, they I lost to Ohio Georgia. State. Okay, they lost to Georgia in the semifinals. Okay, I got. You. Yeah, that's coming back to me now. I remember that game. I was watching that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So bring on TCU and USC. I love it. I love it. And I feel like Ohio State makes it more than Georgia on a year to year. Not Georgia. Ohio State makes it more than Michigan on a year to year basis. Yes. So I'm happy to see Ohio State not. Only Michigan's second appearance in the playoff. And why not? Let's just go there. Yeah. Michigan dismantles Ohio State. Absolutely. 45 23. It was, it was not particularly close. It was for a half. And for then a half, then yes. they opened it up. I, I was at work actually during the game and I come out to uh, one of the busters and I'm like, what's the score? 
He's like, oh, uh, oh uh, Michigan's up at th- uh, three and a half. And I was like, oh, okay, kind of close. And I come out, I go, is it still close? He goes, nah, they blew him out. I was like, wait, what? He goes, yeah. And he told me the score. I was like, Jesus. You know, and this kind of gives me like that vibes of the Giants and Cowboys. Right, exactly. Like where Michigan controls the second half, they dominate it. They outscore Ohio State. Let's see. Mental math here on heavy hitters. 28 to 3. Yeah. Oh, good number. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. Let's say it a few more times. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. Sorry, Chris. Um, but I think our viewership in Atlanta is going to go very far down. Yeah. <laughs> and bringing news viewership out of Atlanta, Georgia plummets for heavy hitters. No, but in all seriousness, though. Atlanta boycotts KU. <laughs> Michigan, they earned it. They ran all over them. J.J. McCarthy breaks out 263, three touchdowns. Donovan Edwards, I mean, what a game. Blake Quorum did much of nothing on the ground. Donovan Edwards really steps up, takes the reins, goes for 216, two touchdowns. Average nine point into carry. Padlock's that if you need one. That's almost a first down per every single carry. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. But you know what isn't ridiculous? Messages from the KU. <laughs> that's how it's attention, smooth transition. Attention, KU faculty. Have you or a colleague made a positive impact in the undergraduate <laughs> research field? If so, nominate them for undergraduate research and creativity's faculty mentorship awards. The awards recognize excellence in faculty engagement with undergraduate researchers and carries $500 in professional development funds. The deadline for nominations is quickly approaching, and you have until March 1st to turn in your application materials. To learn more about UGRC's Faculty Mentorship Awards, please visit www.cutstown.edu UGRC and look under Undergraduate Research and Creativity. And if you'd like to stay updated with everything UGRC has to offer, you can follow them on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community is just brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KU, are Mitchell, we're back. Final about eight minutes or so of today's show. Uh, South Carolina stuns Clemson. Uh, mm. What a win for Spencer Rattler and and the Cox. I mean, go go Cox, right? Game Cox, baby. Thirty-one uh, thirty win. Mitch, you're just grinning over there. I. It was you know it all went to hell for Clemson, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. DJ Uyunglele only ninety nine yards Ukulele. through the air. 8 of 29, rough day at the office for Mr. DJ. That was not good. Will Shipley continues to be a stud on the ground, 132. really not supposed to do that. Yeah. Will Shipley, 132 and a touchdown, continues to be good. By the way, did you see that Clemson botched kickoff play? I may have when I was scrolling through highlights. Okay, so Shipley takes the kickoff. He runs it up, right? And there's a pack Mm -hmm. of Tigers, Clemson players, standing right there. And then they hand it off to the backup running back, Phil Maffa, cuts up the right sideline, gets hit, fumbles it, and South Carolina recovers. It was, it was like a trick play on the kickoff. It would have been really cool if it worked, but it backfired in epic proportions, yeah. and they got clowned for it. So, uh, yeah. Bad. It was bad. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Rivalry rivalry week, excuse me. There were me. a couple fake punts yesterday, then. Yeah. I saw another one that worked. Other couple games I want to pinpoint real quick. Georgia dismantles Georgia Tech, 37-14. Pretty dominant there. Oregon State, man. What a comeback. They beat the Ducks. 38-34 in the Civil War game. I mean, wow. That, that is what they call it, by the way. I heard, um, yeah. So, it was 31... I'm with it, Jack. 31-10, Oregon, in the third quarter. Proceeded to be 34-17 early in the fourth quarter before Oregon State rattles off 21 unanswered points to get themselves a win. I mean, unreal. Just like the... Uh... The Beavers go 9-3, 21st in the nation. I'll let you finish your point yeah, in just no, a no, second, no, Mitch, good. but... Oregon State, what a year for them. They beat their rivals. 
wearing those silky orange uniforms. Silky. Oh. Woo. Jack is. Woo. Uh, I love me orange. I, orange is my favorite color. Jack is salivating at those uniforms. Orange is my favorite color. Is it's it? a clean concept. Orange and black. Is it? Yeah, it Ooh, is. Orange. Mm, you must like the Flyers. I don't. <laughs> but uh, just like yeah. the uh, what I was gonna say that uh, that score you rattled off, just like the uh, miracle, the New Meadowlands there. Yeah, Thirty-eight. 34. Just uh, we did it in like half the time you did. So yeah, huh. let's not bring that up. Uh, uh-huh. Hey, you brought up twenty-eight to three, so I can say Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Deshaun Jackson still not in and now in for the touchdown. No flags. Well, one more robbery game I want to touch on. <laughs> USC dismantles Notre Dame. Oh, they wouldn't say dismantles. It was a closer game than that. 38-27. Drew Pine. I mean, he looked really good. Probably his best game as a quarterback for the Irish. 318, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, but Caleb Williams did enough as well. He went 18-22 through the air, 232. Uh, and on the ground, it was Austin Jones going for 154. And Williams also had three rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, look, Ooh. Notre Dame's defense, no answer for the, uh, for, the, for the Trojans' offense. And that was really the tail of the tape. It's all it was... All to be said. But uh, looking ahead real quick, conference championship matchups are set. Utah, USC will be taking each other on to the Pac-12 championship. K-State and TCU in the Big 12 championship. LSU, Georgia in the SEC. UCF and Tulane in the American. And Michigan, Purdue in the Big 10 along with Clemson and North Carolina in the ACC. Should be some fun games. We will preview them all on Wednesday. Just some quick NHL tidbits. Mitch, for Flyers purposes, uh, Travis Konecki just got uh, put on long-term IR. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't look good. Yeah. Hate to see it. Uh, obviously, you know we always say on the show, injuries are never a good thing. But he's a, uh, he's a good player, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player for the Flyers. He's kind of a uh, he's an energy guy. He's a guy who always hustles. He's a scrappy player. Uh, not not the biggest guy, but he always shows out with that heart uh, every every game. Yeah, and plays 100 uh, percent all the way down to the final whistle. Speaking of the Flyers, uh, Oliver Wallstrom pretty badly beat Tony D'Angelo in a fight, and I love to see it as an Islander fan. Islanders won the game. They won the they, fights. Yeah, it was close, but they won the, the game. Islanders opened it up. It they was like won the fights. It two was to perfect. one Flyers, right? And then uh, you guys, four or five unanswered uh, to close out the third period. It was ugly. It got ugly. Yeah. I, I, I remember. That was a few nights ago. I tried to block it out. Sat on my kitchen floor. I was watching. Watched them put it in the net. And I had thrown my phone across the floor. Slid it across the floor because I didn't want to watch. And then I heard a notification that they scored again. And I yeah. uh, went upstairs and I sobbed. But it's okay though. It, is it? I mean, I just I just want a good hockey team. I love watching a good hockey team, Jack. Like it's my probably my third favorite sport to watch right now. But I love it. I love yeah, it. Hockey's great. Hockey is great. Just you know, like I remember the twenty twenty run, right? When we lost to the Islanders. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. You know, I remember that though. But the Canadian series, the Islanders series, like we were. Like gathered around the TV and everyone into a hockey game. Like when you're in a room and everyone's watching a hockey game and excited about it, no other feeling, because it takes the, I don't know, hockey's like a weird combination of uh, the elements of baseball and and football. Because you have the long season like baseball, but you have the constant, constant action more of football where you can score at any yep. moment, right? Where baseball you're on either defense or offense. Um, every second matters though. You know, more so in hockey and baseball than football. Because football, you get like 30 seconds between plays. I don't know. I just love hockey. That's, yeah. that's what this little rant is to finish this out. Love hockey, too. A uh, couple more tidbits and some breaking college news. Auburn just hired their head coach, Hugh Freeze, going from Liberty down back to the SEC. Was no, the head Hugh coach Freeze. of Ole Miss. Yeah, Hugh Freeze. I don't. You do. Yeah, well, 
He goes back to Auburn. He's going back to the SEC West. Was the head coach of Ole Miss. Uh, got fired amongst some allegations there that happened quite some time ago. Uh, but he's going back to SEC country. Uh, Hugh Freeze is now the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. Just some more NHL things, real quick. Devils, eighteen and four. They're electric so far. Bruins are eighteen and three. They're really doing a good job running the East. Islanders fifteen and eight. Off to a really good start. Hope they can keep it up that way. Stars lead the Central, and the Golden Knights continue to rock and roll out in the Pacific. Well, unfortunately, we'd like to talk more hockey, but we can do it on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Um, we will shape it the show to get more NHL content. And shape just want to say thank you all very much for tuning in to Aviators once again. Yes, sir. Uh, your listenership very much appreciated by Mitch, I, and everyone here at KUR as much as listenership with all of our student-run shows here. But uh, check out our Instagram at Aviators KUR. Anything you want to see on the uh, anything you want to be talked about on the show. More, less, if we're doing a good job, bad job, really, suggestions, anything across the board. Um, stick it around. Uh, we got Spaced Out at 5 and Listen with Linda at 6. Uh, some more student-run programming coming up later your way on KUR. Uh, keep it here, and uh, we'll, we'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you all for listening to this edition of Heavy Hitters.